0: Yeah, dude, kill everybody, kidnap them, sell bad cars, sell cocaine. He wants to build a prison and put himself in it. Pablo says hi! I'm gonna build my own military. You fuckers wanted to do this? We're doing it now.
1: What's up, dabblers? Whoa! Hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome to the show. Welcome to uh, program. Pardon me. Good, good God. Mm hmm. People time. I'm the worst. People time. We're here to present more history. If this is your first episode ever mm-hmm. listening to us, this is what we do. We congratulations. Take... Oh, and congratulations. <laughs> and uh, we take people in history, the most influential, the most famous, the most important people in history, and we break down their lives. So mm-hmm. each episode's a different person. Just the cool people. Oh, sometimes we do some bad guys.
0: Oh, that's true. Not always cool, like, cool, cool, but Interesting. like. Yeah. Something happens where we go,
1: whoa. whoa. What so the fuck? You get to listen, you get to learn, and you get to hear stupid dick jokes.
0: Yeah. If you're concerned about why uh, two people who clearly talk like dudes oh. are pretending to give you history, it's because that's the concept. Yeah. We're dumb. We admit that. We're
1: searching ourselves to learn more, and we're sharing it, and. I'm trying to find out some shit. We fucking swear. Yeah, we do fucking swear. And we talk about uh, semen. That comes up often. Uh,
0: Some tongue-in-cheek racism. Mm -hmm. That doesn't sound (laughs) tongue-in-cheek. Yeah,
1: that doesn't sound
0: tongue-in-cheek. We get emails about that. Go ahead and send us one if you feel like it.
1: New new dabbler. Shit, we actually have an email from... You want to go ahead and, and discuss this? So if you haven't listened to the last couple episodes, we've been at war with Popple Time. Popple Time are a podcast in another dimension... It's run by Popples, and they do the most influential Popples in history. They, mm-hmm. they ripped us off, but they're trying to say we ripped them off. Bullshit. Right.
0: Which, hey, you know, if you were a reasonable person, you could just maybe f- fucking forget about it. But both Popple Time and us are a little bit more on the strange, aggressive side. We're at war. So, yeah, we're now, we're now conducting a war with uh, these cartoon
1: characters. And they fucking sent us an email.
0: Yeah, so they've sent us emails before. This one... Is different. Is different. Because the other ones were more flat, threatening. Yeah. Um, it didn't seem particularly articulate, because if you've never seen a Popple, they don't have fingers. They just have these disgusting little paws. Yeah. Monkey uh, bears. Monkey bears. <laughs> uh, this one was typewritten, which I imagine is because they, uh, I don't know, stole some human hands and used the fingers. I wouldn't be surprised. They're disgusting little egregious creatures. And we actually record in the People Time Bunker. Yep. Uh, for safety. In anticipation of, uh, you know, people, World War Three maybe. Yeah. Or uh, jihadists. Mm-hmm. You just never know. But they crawl all over the outside of the bunker. Yeah. They're they know where there. we are.
1: They can't get in.
0: Motherfuckers. Literally, they know we know where their bunker is. We're just a lot more uh, stealthy. Yeah. I got the whole thing planned out. But the email uh, indicated something that uh, we didn't actually want to acknowledge last week maybe out of embarrassment.
1: Yeah, it was it was it, it hit home because it a shocker. They were able to they didn't get into the bunker but they were able to get into other places and uh they know where I live. Yeah, they do you want to say it? They took Tom Cruise. They took Tom Cruise. They kidnapped him. They, now they have him. That's okay. We don't care about that so much. Yeah,
0: keep I mean, him. If you've listened to the show, I keep him in a dog crate. Yeah. So his physical safety is not The concern here. But they threatened to release
1: his R&B album to the world. Which is absolutely unacceptable. We can't let that happen. But we also can't stop making episodes, which is what the Poplars are trying to do.
0: Yeah, they're trying to extort us for some bullshit over an R&B album that if you ask Tom, would create world peace. I don't know. I don't know. I've heard it and I'm like, nah, you're still an idiot. So, they don't scare me that much. But I have a couple of solutions up my sleeve. I'm not too worried about it. I still got Woody Allen. Yeah. I still push him around. I actually wanted them to take him. He's been on the lawn.
1: Oh, should I go? I I chained
0: him to the lawn with a sign that says free.
1: Oh, shit. I didn't know that. I was locking him up his cage more. Okay.
0: Nobody gives a shit.
1: like, is that Woody Allen
0: with wheels? (laughs) Yeah. Gross. 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 He'll rub his wheels all over my children. (laughs) If we let him get near them.
1: Yeah. So we don't. So, yeah, that's that's where we're at. We're at a war right now with another podcast. And uh, I'm just going to say we will win. Don't worry. No, I got no concerns about that. We got support from our dabblers, and we will win.
0: Yeah, any dabblers who want to sign up to help in the effort, um, we got all kinds of plans. Killing a popple is very, very satisfying. Right. So they kind of pop open like a fruit when you get your good, when you get hands on them. It's Mm -hmm. just like... Yeah. Juice. Like a gusher. It's very, very satisfying. I've done. A, I've gotten three or four of them so far.
1: Now, what's nice is, like, this obviously makes them upset, but you know what makes them upset even more? Hmm. When they find out our ratings are higher than theirs. So the best thing a dabbler can do, go rate, like, comment, <laughs> subscribe, and then you will make the poplars
0: very angry. Look at that segue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, death for them is whatever. Yeah. Uh, embarrassing them in the podcast ratings is definitely a better revenge. Yeah. Well,
1: uh, hey, what's your what's your name? Howard the Cuck. Oh, I hate the word cuck. Really? That's my name. I hate your name. <laughs> uh, how about Howard the Duck Cuck? Oh, that's nice. Howard the Duck Cuck. I like rhyming. Rhyming's fun. It's hard to say, Howard the Duck Cuck. Howard the Duck Cuck.
0: I'm <laughs> a duck from space whose wife sleeps with other ducks from space.
1: I like that you're from space. That's I,
0: I'm fine with it. Sometimes I film it. Sometimes the guy doesn't know. Sometimes the wife doesn't know.
1: Oh. Sometimes I don't so know. Are you into it? Sometimes you don't know. Yeah. You're like, oh, this was this was on filming? Oh, my bad. Space gets lonely. All right. Yeah. Well, oh, good. Thank you, Howard. That's super nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your name? I am Ghost Hunter Gavin. Ghost Hunter Gavin? Mm-hmm. I hunt ghosts. I do it for a living.
0: That's interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. And my name's Gavin.
0: How does that go? Like, is it like Ghostbusters style, or are you just... Are Ghostbusters you... is a movie, sir. Sorry, right, right, right. So you go into old schools with the voice box, mm-hmm. and you go, There's oh, a ghost who... in here. Hello, who died in here? And then they hear, crash, and go, Ah! ah! Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, yeah, have you seen our
1: episodes? Oh, nice. And
0: they go, get out! Or you're like, we recorded an EVP. We believe it says, we killed your mother. And then it goes, you find it Like, wait, let me play it again. Re- replay it backwards. Did you hear it? I killed your mother. That's what it says. Oh, man. No, wait. It says, Gavin, get out. Wait, I can't tell.
1: <laughs> Something touched me. It just got colder in here. It's colder in here all of a sudden. Did you feel Bro, that go through you? Bro, felt it go right through me. Check
0: my back. Do I have scratches on my back? Is there scratches on my back? <laughs> so I have seen your show.
1: Yeah. That's a
0: fucking great show. I actually, I legitimately watched that show.
1: (laughs) Thanks. All right.
0: Well, I got a fun fact for you. What's your fun fact? I don't know if this is like a a thing that people already know and maybe I'm just that dumb. But do you remember, maybe this is me. A few years ago, there was like that one one of those stories that makes the rounds about a cat in a nursing home that can predict patients' deaths. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think everyone's heard this story and it sounds fake. No, I think it's real. It sounds silly. It's totally real, but not just real. It's not, because when I looked into it, I was like, okay, so we did that like three times. No, yeah. And that's enough for a new story, and that's fun. Right. Well, apparently, it is actually so real that it was there. So, oh, I should say his name is Oscar, which is, <laughs> which is kind of fun. Oscar. Oscar, Oscar the, the cat. cat. And Oscar the Cat actually through a study done by the New England Journal of Medicine concluded that he has a hundred plus situations in which he goes into these bedrooms with the patients
1: and sits there within hours of them dying. Which is crazy because there's so many things that cross my mind with questions. First of all, I mean, I imagine the cat's not trained, so it just does this on its own and just knows and is like, I'm going to go chill out in here. Oh yeah, well that's what's kind of fun
0: about the story. So it's the uh, Steerhouse Nursing and Rehabilitation Center in Rhode Island, and it's for... People who are suffering from end-stage Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. Oh, okay. So they're people who their brains are just mush now. Bummer. And so the staff, one of the staff members, actually a nurse, went to an animal shelter and just picked up six cats. I was like, you know what? These will keep the patient's company. Right. Five of those cats did that. They what? cuddled with the patients, give them the purrs and whatnot. We're dog people here at People Time. Dogs. But cats have a certain value.
1: Eh, they're not as cool as dogs. Not even close.
0: But for people who are passing away, you don't want a rambunctious little guy. Right. You know, you want a kitty. So, Oscar was the sixth cat who did not interact with the patients. Hmm. More often hissed and swiped at them. Yeah. Did did not interact with the staff. Would bite them. They only like. That cat only like dead people. That's the thing, is they said the only time that Oscar and this is in the New England Journal of Medicine study, the only time Oscar interacts with people is when he wants food because it still doesn't want you to touch him. Yeah. And when a patient is about to pass, he goes into their room and sits on the foot of their bed within four to two hours of them passing.
1: So did they find out what it is that's happening with the cat doing this? Is it like the temperature of the body's changing or something?
0: That's where the theories went. So the Journal of Medicine, they couldn't conclude successfully, like officially, but they were like, we think he can smell the biochemicals that are released by dying cells. That's crazy. When you think about, because cats are typically predatory, but they can also be, uh, what's that other one? Scavengers. Oh, okay, yeah. Scavenger type. So they're like, maybe he comes from a long line of scavengers, and they're just that good at telling when someone's about to die. Because Oscar's like, I'm going to eat this. Food. Food. <laughs> exactly. Oh, shit. That was one theory. <laughs> shit. Another theory <laughs> so is that it's something uh, unknown that's released by dying cells, or maybe a brain wave. Weird. Or, yeah, like a temperature or a smell. So they don't know, but it is... I mean, there are articles you can read that say it's confirmation bias, but the reason I don't... I actually do decide that there's something going on that, uh, because yeah, as of 2015, which is the last time I could find anything about him, uh, he was still alive in 2015 at least. He was born in 2006, so that... Makes him pretty
1: fucking old. He's like 14 years old.
0: Yeah, I don't think cats live much past 14. Yeah. So maybe he's still around. But as of 2015, yeah, they had 100 plus where they could be like, yeah, Oscar does not interact with people, interacts with this person, they die.
1: That's weird.
0: Um. So I don't know if, if it's a smell or what it is. I have my own theories, which has actually led to why today's, today's fun fact. Mm-hmm. So... I don't speak cat. No? Me either. I have a cat. I've actually always had a cat my whole life, but I don't particularly
1: care for them. Yeah. And uh, it's I... It's a weird thing that you've had one of your whole life where you're like, I don't really care, <laughs> but you've always had one around. Seriously,
0: I could name off like 10 cats I've always had. I had this one, and then this one, and then this one. Mm-hmm. I never gave a shit about anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I never cared to learn their language. Yeah. It's like how Americans are with, with Hispanic people. They've oh. just been in our country and we're like, I don't speak your language. Yeah, I could say I could say tostada, but I actually hit up Oscar on Twitter. Uh, he he's on cat Twitter. Oh, nice! And uh, I use my cat to translate. I don't speak my cat's language, but my dog does. Perfect. So my cat talks to Oscar, tells my dog, and then my dog tells
1: me. And what, the, uh, what does the was Oscar say?
0: So Oscar is not smelling anything. Oscar's a soul eater. Oh, so he's actually killing the people.
1: Oh, hella. So it's not he's, that he's predicting. He goes in there and in two to four hours, he's slowly sucking out their soul until they die.
0: Yeah. He senses weakness. Right. And he goes in there and just,
1: and feeds himself. I like this a lot better because when you were first explaining it, it sounds more like he's predicting. And I was like, it's kind of like, it sounds cool, but it's actually a really shitty superpower. If you were like, I can tell when someone's going to die. Four hours beforehand. Do you imagine if that was like an X-Men? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't do anything. Uh, you don't need to come on this mission, Ralph. I don't know. But, sit this one out. No, but I got I got to help. That guy's probably going to die. I bet you anything. Let me just get near him. Mm, no. <laughs> yeah. No. It just shows him just like cuddling up with him. He's like, no, this get guy's the, good. The He's not dying.
0: Yeah, Ralph makes the rounds around the mansion every night, just snuggling up like... <laughs> No, you're gonna live at least at least until tomorrow. At least I can't four or promise or five you pass <laughs> I can't promise you pass five hours.
1: <laughs> of natural causes. I mean if someone comes in here and just starts stabbing you, my predictions are I can't predict that. Yeah, that's insane. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> that's 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 but crazy. Sucking souls. Now that's a cool power because you're like Oh hell yeah. Just put me in a room with someone for a couple hours and I'll well, do my thing.
0: I've always assumed cats are evil. Not probably there's yeah. something in their eyes. Demons. My cat is awful. She's just mean. And Oscar clearly is terrible. So uh, I've employed him for the People Time effort.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Oscar the Cat is currently making his rounds around the People Time bunker with the effort of sucking Popple Souls. Perfect.
1: Thank and you, Oscar.
0: I have him updating his Twitter. If you want to check it out, it is Oscar the Popple Soul Sucker at, at Twitter. Right. And he updates. So last I checked when we started the episode, three Popples. Perfect. You want to take my Tom Cruise? Oscar's awesome. You want to take my Tom Cruise?
1: We'll take your Popples.
0: I'll suck your goddamn soul out. And here's the thing. Guess what? When you lose your soul from a cat, you don't go to heaven. No. I don't know if Popples have an afterlife, Mm. but when I rip them in half like a fresh fruit, I'm sure they go to some afterlife. Probably. Whatever. But when Oscar sucks your soul out, you stop existing. Yeah. You fuckers wanted to do this. We're
1: doing it now. Fuck you, Popples.
0: Stay, stay strong, Tom. <laughs> stay strong.
1: Well, are you ready to get jumping right into the episode? Yeah, I will update you guys
0: on how many Souls Oscars sucked throughout the episode if you want. Nice. Because I'm fucking stoked about it. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Those pops stop existing. And their bodies are still up there. I'm going to chop them up,
1: turn them into bacon. If you want some of that... Send us an email. Emails. Or give us a rating. <laughs> Well, today we're doing an episode on Pablo Escobar. Oh, motherfucker! seriously? Yeah. (laughs) The cocaine? The king of cocaine, yeah. I don't know anything about him. King of cocaine, the grandfather of of cocaine, he's got many nicknames. So, is he the narco guy on Netflix? Yeah, so I actually didn't even know that there was anything um, on Netflix about him until I was doing my research, which is funny because after I did a lot of my research and found this out, of course... Uh, his son has stated that Narco is not very accurate, at least with some points to some degree. I didn't go much into seeing what his son thought about a Netflix TV show. I didn't care that much. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, we should be more accurate than Narco. I mean,
0: it's a show for Netflix. They're going to take artistic license, right? I didn't know if it was like kind of supposed to be documentary style. I haven't seen the show. I saw a couple episodes, and I wasn't impressed. I know it got a lot of uh, attention, but I found the acting and the production to be Meh. forced. Mm. It, was, it was very like, whoa! And I'm like, not like, whoa, but they yeah. were, how
1: serious and dark
0: this is. And I'm like, you got to build to this, man.
1: Yeah. I didn't care for it. Well, this should be pretty fucking interesting on our episode, then. Hell yeah. I don't know anything
0: about the motherfucker.
1: Well, we're doing Pablo Escobar. Go, Pablo! And just to give a, a quick little synopsis a tiny bit, just so we kind of have an idea. You're right. He is the king of cocaine. He pretty much kind of, along with some others that were around the same time, he's one of the biggest cocaine smugglers.
2: Hmm. Well wow, yeah. He
1: kind of started the whole cartel thing going on down in South America. Wow. So we're going to get into that. There were some people before... Um, Pablo, but they were smaller time, not doing it like how he was.
0: So there was always like uh, Coca, you know, being pushed
1: around, but he's like the guy. Yeah. Sweet. He really refined the business and changed the game, not only just by expanding how much he did, but he was far more violent, which is pretty crazy to say because during the time frame of Pablo when he's like younger, you're going to find out that the whole country was pretty violent. So when they say that he was more violent than the other cocaine smugglers who were probably more <laughs> violent than the normal <laughs> citizens like yeah. it's it's insane yeah i mean that's yeah it's like it's like comparing like
0: this serial killer only has five body counts compared to this guy who's 45 and you're like wow i can't believe we have to talk about the difference there yeah
1: yeah yeah so pablo is not a robin hood figure it's funny you say that because he's got the nickname robin hood and i'll get into that why i'm ready to pick a moral side. Ghostface face is on my shoulder. We're going to work through this. Right. Holy ghost helping you out. Yeah. So with that being said, though, with the violence going on in the country, there is something going on during... What I'm sorry. What violence? So this is just to give a little bit of background of what's going on in Colombia and in the surrounding areas. I... So, yeah, the country in general is pretty violent during this time frame when Pablo is a child. And uh, it's because the country's in a civil war, which they called La Virencia. Which is the violence. The vi- okay. And it's like a decade-long civil war between that's, political parties. That's what Oscar keeps saying to me. Oh, yeah, see? Maybe yeah. he's Hispanic. He's just bloodthirst. So that's just to give you a little bit of background. And, and it's just civil wars. Yeah, it's a civil war going on, yeah. Yeah. Colombia's is... Yeah. I, well, I don't want to say anything bad. I don't know what Columbia is like today. I can't imagine it's a whole lot different. I don't think it's great. But I would not want to live there because... It sounds like everyone just dies. It's like how we
0: we spent a little bit of time in Africa. I think uh, Africa and then Latin America are suffering from an extreme version of uh, imperialism backlash.
1: Yeah. Where
0: shitty governments that can't control.
1: Yeah. Well, or are over controlling one of the two.
0: A lot of certain types of people like to frame that as well, maybe brown skinned people don't have the brains to fix their lives because that's terrible. They look at the situation in the countries and go well why isn't it as nice as utah yeah full of beautiful white people so really we are still dealing with real-time reactions to colonialism in these areas oh yeah where the resources are not totally owned by the populace the government's around by corrupt people because when imperialist powers come in and take over and then bounce you leave a power vacuum and what happens in a power vacuum Bad guys come in. Right. So very seldom do you have a well-meaning person to run one of these places. And when you do, the CIA kills them. I was going to say, or or their own people. Or their own people. Yeah. So it's not any issue about capability. It's that
1: these people are real-time still reacting to imperialism. I also think. That type of shit. I think what some of the difference too, like Colombia being an example. Colombia, it's kind of one of those scenarios where if you are corrupt, you don't give a fuck at all. Like you don't, you're not trying to keep the system going. You're wealthy. You're fine. You don't mind if everybody suffers. Where I think in the United States, it's more like, yeah, there's major corruption and people are taking advantage, but they're feeding you just enough to keep you happy so you don't revolt or anything because yeah. they've probably seen it with other places. I'm like, let's do this. Let's do the thing. But yeah. also, I'm gonna get filthy rich just the same. I'll put in a little bit of effort. Yeah. So I don't get fucking killed. Well, and they don't have the infrastructure or the
0: the setup for somebody to come in and create that kind of thing where they're like, let's keep them just prosperous enough. Yeah. They're not at that point yet. We'll keep them right on the edge. That way it's fine. Yeah. America is luckily, and a lot of Western countries are luckily, I say, yeah. uh, the middle class people can slide through and just be fine. Yeah. We all get cable. Well, we don't have cable anymore. We all have the internet and Netflix and everybody's got popcorn.
1: Perfect. And beer, we're like, what's there to complain about? Anytime we have any problems, they're like, let's put out the McRib again. Do you think... (laughs) And everybody forgets everything. That's the McRib. The greatest conspiracy theory I've ever
0: heard. (laughs) Oh, the populace is getting unrest... (laughs) Yeah, restless. McRib. Uh, Oh. And then they see the lines in the bar graph drop. I like, can't okay. think
1: of anything right now. This is so good. Oh, I don't feel good, but I need another one. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get extra pickles? <laughs> and then you're like, I can't move. Oh. No, I'm not going to go protest today. I'm full. I think they're putting cocaine in the in the Coca-Cola. <laughs> Thanks, Pablo. Well, yeah, Pablo. So to really start off this episode with Pablo, his father, uh, we don't actually have a whole lot of information on his parents at all, but his mm. father was just a failed peasant farmer his name is abel de jesus escobar cool and uh he tried making a living a lot of different things uh really poor country his family was on the poor end of that poor country so he had a hard time trying to find jobs and and make money hey man where you going with it? if i can work at the shop co they don't have a shop co yeah they don't no so he tried to be a painter he tried to be a gardener he tried to farm none of these really pan out and make a Mm. lot of money his mother, Hermilda de los Dolores, is <laughs> she's got tons. Her name continues on. I'm not even going to try. You're so <laughs> white. The, yeah, I know. Gringo. It's pantalones, pantalones, lechuga. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, she worked as a school teacher and which was also paid very little. But it made some kind of income so they tried to travel around for her to get better jobs. So Pablo as a child moved around a lot. He was the third of seven children. Wow. Living in usually a really small, crammed house. So it wasn't super great. Dirt floors, probably. Yeah. Dad's a drunk. I don't know if his dad was drunk. Uh, as far as I could tell, his dad probably wasn't even necessarily like, he wasn't, they were poor. I don't think he was necessarily abusive or doing wow. anything wrong. I think he was just an average guy that just lived in a shitty area that can't find work. Bad news bears. Yeah. So early life of Pablo, he was born in a city in Colombia, and like I was saying, they moved around a lot. They finally do settle down, his family, when he's about 13 years old in a city called La Paz, Bolivia. So he moves to Bolivia oh. for a little while, and Pablo was stated even by his own family members and pretty much anyone who knew him as being extremely determined even at a young age. He was this guy, this kid, who... Really wanted to become rich. He knew his family was poor. He knew that it wasn't going well. And he's like, I want to be a millionaire one day. It's a good goal. So he told everybody, like, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be the president of Columbia. And he apparently he would just say that all the time to the point where everyone's like, yeah. And he went after that.
0: Hey, that's The Secret. Yeah. I read that book. What book? The Secret. I don't know that book. It's like that bullshit self-help book where you're like, oh, yeah. envision what you want and you just repeat it. Right, right. Well, you're supposed to make, like, a vision board where you put pictures of the things you want. Yeah. I wanted a bigger dick. And? So I still have the spirit board. <laughs> it doesn't work. Huge dicks all over it. Uh-huh. Still got a little pecker. Palmer Got to envision harder. Well, since I was Pablo's young age of four, I've been telling everybody that. Like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Um, How Howard? Howard the duck cluck? And I'm like,
1: I want a big dick!
0: And they're, and they're like, well, just keep wishing them. Like, all right! And then... Here we are. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it doesn't work out for everybody.
1: Well, unfortunately for Pablo, he kind of didn't go down the path of, oh, I'm going to go be a lawyer, I'm going to go to school. He didn't do very well in school, and he eventually does drop out. But he chose to go down a more criminal path, probably because it was a lot easier. More opportunity. Yeah, with what was going on in the country especially. What, but Once he going to fucking go become the CEO of a... Yeah. Electronic company? No.
0: No. They don't have the infrastructure.
1: It's funny because you'll see that he is smart in a lot of ways, and then other ways, he's an idiot. And I think when it comes to school, either he wasn't interested or he wasn't smart enough to be able to continue on that path. Yeah. And at a young age, he starts getting into, like, racketeering. So he starts out forging fake high school diplomas and selling them, which I'm sure he probably gave one to himself. Awesome, But that way, kids who never even stepped foot into high school would be able to say that they you know, graduated and showed that to people. And apparently it was good enough that people believed it. So. I second
0: that. That's fine with me.
1: But it really wasn't making that much money. So he tries something else. He's like, ah, I got I to gotta find a, a better way of making money. And this one's kind of a little bit debated of what exactly is true. So some people say that he went and stole unused gravestones from like graveyards. Like they were like getting prepped. Okay. To be used. And he would go and steal a bunch of them and then sell them <laughs> to grieving families. <laughs> Yeah. How do you even think of that? I don't It seems like the weirdest way to try to make uh-huh. money. But on top of that, there was his, I think it was his cousin or his brother was saying, no, no, he knew somebody who sold them. And when somebody was going to buy from their gravestone guy that sells it, and then they backed out, they'd already carved it out a mm. certain shape. And mm-hmm. so it wasn't as good or it wasn't what, you know, it's, it's been slightly used, whatever you want to call okay. it. And he would sell them to Pablo or give them to Pablo to go sell and make a little bit of money. So,
0: I mean, that's the greatest con of all time is how much is how much you can take advantage of the grieving. Because what the fuck else are they going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, are going to haggle <laughs>
1: yeah. over your dead uncle's body? And they, they guilt you. They're like, this is our nicer, you know, <sighs> coffin. Yes. Okay. And this is our cheap one, which is $12,000. Which is? garbage if you bury your uncle in that i'll slap you in the face but it's on sale yeah yeah we're having a sale it's a going out of business sale <laughs> we're dying in <laughs> the market sorry about the pun there sorry for your loss but seriously i need twelve thousand dollars right now for your for your dead uncle's actually body. my uncle died and i need the money to get a casket so i can't afford it our prices are ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> I get the employee discount. I'm the owner. <laughs> and, it's,
0: and it's still just ridiculous. So I agree with Pablo, man. If you're going to take advantage of anybody, it, that's what it should be. It's the grieving. Because what the fuck are they going to do?
1: Yeah. So Pablo, he doesn't quite make enough money doing this either. So he tries to ramp up his his crimes to make more money. Go for the ones that are bigger. I mean, bigger return.
0: We wouldn't know about him if he was the, the
1: kingpin of uh, ripping off old ladies. Well, he For gets... their husband's
0: gravestones.
1: Right. He gets clever. So what he does is he'll steal a car. Right. And then he goes to sell to somebody else. But he makes a spare key. Mm-hmm. And then he follows the person home that he sold the car <laughs> to. And when they go inside, he goes and re steals the car to go sell to somebody else. <laughs> Which, that's the greatest fucking con I've ever heard of. Right? It's genius. He doesn't steal multiple cars. He steals like one or two. And then he just goes yeah. and you know, keeps reselling them to other well, people. Especially if you know... Who's buying them,
0: because you know you're not selling them to shady, crazy, scary people. You could sell that car for a third of what it's worth. Sell it four or five times a day. Bam. Profits. Profits all day. Bam. Hey, I don't know. Maybe my moral compass is off.
1: Um, I'm with Pablo all the way so far. <laughs> okay. I, I got no problem with any of this. I'm curious to see how you feel by the end of all of this. Me too. He does this for a while. He makes some money. Not... Too crazy. It's not his goal. He's not getting to where he wants to be, sure. to be a millionaire, right? But along with these types of crimes he's doing, he goes even further. In this early 70s, when he's about in his early 20s, um, before he enters into the drug trade, he actually goes and kidnaps somebody. It's a uh, Methgene executive, mm-hmm. and he ransoms them and makes like $100,000 off of it. And that's like a... It's normal. This is like a weird thing. So, first of all, when he does this, there's hardly any information on this. It's weird. I couldn't even find the person's name of who he kidnapped. That's not on the Netflix. Yeah. This part. But this is not uncommon in general. People would go find rich people, kidnap them, and then ransom them because it was an easy way for them to make money. That's a good gig. Yeah. So much so that, like, you know, kids who came from rich families, they wouldn't brag about what kind of car their father drove. They would brag (sighs) about how many bodyguards they have to protect right. them from people kidnapping <laughs> them
0: <laughs> yeah Uh which i get man <laughs> yeah. again i agree with all i agree with that all right i don't think the rich should have that much money and uh <laughs> as long as you don't hurt them too much jesus whoever you know grand Kids, grandma
1: <laughs> infants you know feed them or whatever and then make a hundred grand and then you're yeah you're good so this puts him on the map in the crime world. He's now kind of making a little bit bigger name for himself. Uh, crime organizations are like, oh, this guy's a real deal. He'll he'll get into the shit. He'll no, do the things. He's no shit, dude. You know He'll get dangerous. Well, he, he meets a guy named Alvaro Pretillo, who is a man that smuggled contraband around the city of uh, Medellin. And Pablo...
0: Medellin is not my lover. She's just a girl who says that I don't touch kids. But I do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, yeah. So, uh, in Metagene, there was a lot of contraband that was being smuggled in around, and that's basically what this guy who hires Pablo to do the same thing. Um, he eventually gets into actually smuggling uh, cocaine paste, white paste, and cocaine leaves. And white paste is pre powder. Yeah, so okay. it's, it hasn't been processed yet in the labs to be chopped up into the fine powder becomes and then cocaine, essentially, right? Does anybody chew on the paste or is it gross at that point? They're like, no, dry it up. I have no idea. I wouldn't be surprised if people did. Yeah. Cocaine's uh, yeah. quite a thing. Yeah. It's yeah. a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your couch. (laughs) So Pablo and his cousin both get a job doing this where they would run up to the Andes, the mountains up there. Should
0: have never given you money.
1: (laughs) And they would collect a bunch of cocaine paste and load up their cars as much as they could. And they would quickly drive them back down to the labs to be processed. And they would make a ton of money doing this. Hell yeah. And then he sells that car. There's no evidence. <laughs> he does it like three or
0: four times. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. And, uh, yeah, he makes like millions of dollars doing this. Like by the time he's 26 years old. Jesus. He's a courier and he makes like about three million, a little over three million dollars doing yeah. this job. That is not safe. So he, he meets his dream of wanting to make a million dollars. That starts there. Yeah. But as soon as you get that mill, you're like, nope, I need a, I need 10. He needs more. Nope. Oh, yeah. And That's, so yep. he transitions f- from... Being a courier of just the paste to actually smuggling the refined cocaine into other countries to sell is that more felonious to have the powder as opposed to the paste? Uh, I think is you, that why it's that that's like a step up to be moving the powder. Yeah, I think you make a lot more money. The reason why is you need someone to go run and grab the the coca leaves and shit, but it's a lower end job because if they don't come back with the cocaine, fine, whatever. Yeah, but if you have the powder, you're being trusted to. Keep the cocaine. Bring back the money. That's true, right? Yeah. So it's, it's the final product. You could get robbed or whatever. Yeah. Or the guy could say like, "I lost it." I, you know, and then he's actually selling it. Or whatever. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, <clears throat> dude. Like <clears throat> I, that's, I have this business idea. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> and so he, uh, what would he call that name of that business? He's like, check this out. <laughs> cocaine R <or> Us, dude. <laughs> So, yeah, when he's about 26 years old, he's now actually delivering the cocaine and he takes it to other countries that are nearby, uh, like Panama and stuff, and then even further in towards the United States, which really isn't that far of a distance from Colombia. Mm. If you've got an airplane, you can go do a trip, drop off some cocaine, make a shit ton of money, come back, yeah. and do it all over again. I saw a blow. That's what Johnny Depp did. Oh, I wasn't going to bring this up, but you said that and it made me think of it, so now I have to. Johnny Ble- Johnny Blow? Your sister, when I was, I don't know, that was super young. Your sister was in either high school or college, was doing a project for a video. She's making like a uh uh-huh. a movie for her class.
0: Yeah, she did briefly look into graduating with
1: film or you know, right. film art or whatever. So she asked me and your younger brother to help her act in it, and she wrote up a story and told ah. us to do it. Uh-huh. Now somewhere this video exists, I imagine in the world. Yeah, this me. is all ringing bells now. And so I <laughs> didn't know what blow was at the time. I knew what cocaine was, but I didn't know that it had another name <laughs> called blow. And so yeah. she told me my line, and I couldn't say it normally. So your younger brother yeah. would say, "Hey, do you got you know, do you got the money?" And my line was something along lines like, "Well, do you have the blow?" And it sounded so strange to me because it didn't seem like you the didn't, sentence should have ended there. Like you didn't. Recognize it as a noun. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, you, gotta, you were thinking about it as a verb. Like, like the blow dryer. What does he have? What? What am I supposed to say after blow? And you don't want to interrupt the director. No. About the script. So it's me like ten times over. Going. Do you have the blow? Because <laughs> I, I I couldn't figure out how to. like Do you have the blow? Do you have the blow? I mean, because I could. I blow. I I still didn't even know what I was saying it what it meant. So I was just going like, okay. So somewhere Jesus. there's a, a video of me screaming like blow. <laughs> yeah. So do you have the blow? Anyways, and, and then that's my brother's stupid like, story. "What the fuck are you, you talking your about?" Your brother was like, "Make huh? a <laughs> blow."
0: Do you have the blow? I think it's fun because yeah, maybe people don't know that blow is it's uh, cocaine. Do you have
1: the blow? Blow. If Jobs. Do you have the blow job? <laughs> what is what is after blow? You're missing a word. <laughs> There's something wrong with the sentence.
0: If you are curious and trying cocaine, which I definitely recommend. I don't actually. That's No. No, I do. <laughs> go to a shady part of your neighborhood and, and just pull up to anybody and go, do you have any blow? Ah, can I get some? <laughs> and it's like a nine-year-old kid who's like, what the hell? <laughs> but then he goes
1: inside and he gets you some he gets cocaine. blow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, Pablo would go load up a plane full of cocaine with a bunch of his associates, and they would travel through common drug routes to go deliver the cocaine, mm. and uh, they were making a ton of money doing this. It's insane how much money you make selling blow. So, Hey, man. I tried to sell blow jobs not as lucrative. Anybody want some blow? <laughs> so... Uh, what he's doing here when he's making this much money he realizes he's like uh, I want to do this I want to be the guy I don't want to be the smuggler I want to be the guy who's controlling it all and making all the money hell yeah so he's like I can make enough money being a smuggler and build it up and then I can go make my own empire so that's his idea of what he's doing while he's smuggling all this shit out and uh, you gotta know too that Pablo's ruthless like this is what really changes the game from him compared to anybody else that was currently doing it yeah he killed anybody who got in his way. as he doing it, you think? Most of the time, it's just him. Like, he would shoot people in the head and shit. <laughs> he would. But most of the time, it's, you know, him paying hitman. He'd pay people a lot of money and be like, go knock this guy off. And at first, it's more or less, not really competition, but more uh, authorities. So, he'd either do one of two things. Hmm. This was, like, all Pablo's main thing throughout his entire life. Either you take this money that I'm going to give you, I'm bribing you, so take it and leave me the fuck alone. Or I will fucking send someone to kill you. All and right. he usually presented it that way. It was like, Yeah, you want you want to get paid? Which is awesome, or would you like yeah. to die and your family die? Like I'll do either one. It's 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 sixes to me, dude. Yeah. Whatever. So and, and he was brutal about it. He would he would pay people a ton of money to go whack other people. And, and it is worked. it worked? It's like competition typically. Well, at this point, it's more like kind of authorities. The competition hasn't really ramped up. Oh, like authority. cops? Yeah. Ooh, cops, wow. judges, any government official. He does do some, obviously, anyone who's just being a, a dick off or a rival. He's the, like, okay, but... This guy gave me a weird look
0: yeah, at the coffee shop.
1: Yeah, he's pretty crazy.
0: So a guy gives you a weird look, and you bump into him and go, hey, here's a $10 bill, or I kill you and your whole family.
1: And the guy's like, I'll take the 10 yeah, never look at me again. And Pablo's paying people a shit ton. When he bribes people, he actually is generous about it because he he's got it. Sounds and, like, and I think he keeps on continue paying them. Like he gets a lot of people in his pocket, man. But how much is a bag of cocaine right now? Oh fuck, I don't know. Oh, Salt, Salt Lake money. City. So uh, I did a little bit of research on this, and I can say that right now ish to do it's like a hundred dollars for I think uh, an eight ball. Fuck. And then if it's crack, it's like ten bucks or twenty bucks. It's a lot cheaper.
0: Yeah, I know crack and heroin are cheaper. So pure cocaine, well, everybody advertises as pure. Because I, I had a buddy who sold coke and he cut it with baby baking.
1: powder. Oh, baby powder. Baby
0: powder or or yeah, baking soda. Baking, yeah. And so you advertise it as pure, but I never inquired what it cost because it's. I insane. felt like that I it was more than I needed to know. Yeah. Because I didn't do coke with them. We just did GHB. It was fine. I have no idea what that is.
1: GHAP?
0: You never did GHB? GHB, no. Super cool, dude. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> GHB oh. is uh, the chemical letters. Oh. Probably stands for garbohydrate bilfamine. Yeah. And essentially, it's a dape rate drug. Is it really? Yeah. Is that like tranquilizer or something? I didn't. date. Rape anybody with it. It makes you super, super drunk. So you take, you put it in water bottles, and you just drink the cap Earth. It. And it's that's like taking like six shots of alcohol. Weird. So you drink it and you just go, Whoa!
1: and then I was wasted on his couch, and he was just cutting up. Cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> I saw people do cocaine. I watched them do. Uh, they did the tin foil. They would actually mix it with baking soda yeah, that's on the saying. sheet for foilies, yeah. yeah and they call it, yeah, they called it foilies. I called it, or I called it. I never did cocaine, but they, my friends who did it, called them doing sheets. And they would yeah. do elevator hits, which is really weird. They would set up a fucking mattress. I watched this happen. This is weird. Yeah. This is a weird story to bring up. So I, they would set up a mattress. Mm-hmm. and then they would bend down with a sheet with coke on the sheet they would light underneath the tin foil of the right, sheet i've seen it and they take a like a 2 liter bottle and you cut off the top of it and remove the cap so you have like kind of a funnel yeah and then while you're lighting it you suck up all the smoke and then you stand up when you're like pretty much done hitting it and you get super light-headed and feel good, and then you fall backwards on the mattress. And the mattress Witch. was there because before, they would have people there to catch you. And they're like, this is stupid. We're working way too hard. Well, I got a mattress. Let me go put it this down. Is, yeah. Just it's a fall staffing down. problem now. <laughs> yeah. I'm high now. I can't catch you. No.
0: Dude, I can't. I need to put my bed down. I yeah. can't do this.
1: Uh, it was really weird. I never did coke, but I watched people do it for a little while.
0: Yeah, I watched a lot of people do coke and and crack. It's not sexy. No. That's why I was never really attracted to it. I was more of a weed guy because it was sexy. Yeah. You know, you you can share weed with a pretty lady, yeah. or have a pseudo philosophical conversation with somebody. On being, <laughs> yeah, I like these pseudo. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not real. No, nothing's. No, nothing's being said. No, nothing's <laughs> said. No. It's actually <laughs> happening. <laughs> but <laughs> with cocaine. It was even worse, because those motherfuckers don't shut up, Yeah, and they think they're so intelligent,
1: and even stoned, you're like,
0: that guy's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not sexy.
1: Well, anyways, um, so this is how Pablo works. He whacks people, and he bribes people. And we have tons of stories, by the way, that we'll get into about him doing this kind of shit. Him whacking? Yeah. He likes to, he likes to beat it? He does. Beat him? But one of the stories, uh, a well-known drug boss named Fabio Resrepo. Raspe- Wait, see how I say his name. Resrepo. <laughs> That's not right. Whoa, <laughs> Fabio. Fa- <laughs> Fabio the <this little> slurry <laughs> <laughs> Fabio Resrepo. I can't fucking speak Spanish or anything, so I don't know. I'm <laughs> Let me sorry. See. Resrepo. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, Fabio. Fabio, Fabio. Rasrepo. So, it's, this is in 1975. Um, Fabio was a pretty well established, organized crime syndicate, you know, kind of thing going on. He yeah. he had his own cocaine organization. And yeah, he's one of the head honchos of the area. Pablo reaches out to Fabio and offers him to sell him uh, a bunch of coke. Kind mm. of like, kind of feel it out and be like, Let, let's make some deals. Let's see what you're all about. Cause he's technically kind of a rival. And Fabio doesn't think that Pablo is, he thinks he's a common street thug. He doesn't realize that he's like already a millionaire making smuggle runs
0: smart yeah
1: so advertise
0: yourself as small
1: beans yeah they won't see it coming so Pablo comes in they're like hey we've got some Coke we'll sell it to you and they meet up they sell Coke Bob or Fabio Pablo kind of takes a look at the uh the outfit that they have running and stuff and about you know three weeks later that guy also dies Fabio Fabio but under mysterious circumstances, I'm sure, like a heart attack. You would think so, except for like almost immediately afterwards, all of Fabio's men are told that they now work for Pablo. Because is now starting to build his own empire, and he took out probably the ah, main that's... head guy in the area. I fucking love that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a
0: big fan of like mafia movies. Yeah. I see Fabio's guys walking in the office, and Fabio's head is just on the table. <laughs> and then Pablo's there, and he turns around in a chair, and he goes,
1: welcome to work. Yeah, how you guys doing? What's up? Feeling good? I want to keep the morale up. I want to let you know I I run a tight ship. Yeah. I I love all of you, and you now work for me. I'm actually
0: giving you all bonuses. The money is crammed into Fabio's mouth. Go ahead and grab yourself (laughs) a couple grand, and then uh, get to fucking work. Yeah. So I would make a great mom boss.
1: Yeah. God. It would be scary if I was one of those men. I'd be like, I work for him now. Yeah. I will take my money from Fabio's mouth, and I will go do what that (laughs) man tells me.
0: You should see what happens when nobody's
1: around. It's just me and Popples. (laughs) <laughs> it's dark. <laughs> so this is how Pablo really gets started as his own company, if you will. His own cocaine. Because he, he just absconded Fabio's situation. Yeah, operation. man he has his operation, he was one of the biggest guys at the time, and he wasn't necessarily huge. Sweet. But he was the biggest at the time.
0: I so think so... I could cut my boss's head off and put it on his boss's table and be like, you work for me now.
1: <laughs> I think at the time he would say, uh-huh, and then shortly after he would, probably just be arrested but like today they just call the fbi yeah
0: oh fuck i thought i figured something out just now
1: please don't go chop off your boss's head if you're listening to this (laughs) not not people time stamped (laughs) yeah
0: that's bad news my boss does not listen to this show yeah
1: while he is building up his empire pablo meets and marries a girl named maria victoria and that's a very very Hispanic name. Yeah. <laughs> Maria. Maria. Ma- Maria. Ma- Maria! Uh, Vic- what is it? Victoria? Yeah, Victoria. Wow. Yeah. It's... And I can't anyone named Maria, all I can think of is uh what's that fucking musical, that shit. It's like Romeo and Juliet rip through ripoff. Uh We're the Sharks. <laughs> West Side Story. West Side Story. Because it is. It's Maria Maria or whatever the fuck that song goes. Yep. Yeah, that's what I think about whenever I hear someone with name Maria. Um Maria. Didn't care for it. No, it was shitty. Anyway, so, yeah, Maria, by the way, is like 15 years old. So yeah. Pablo did like the young ladies. And Pablo's like late 20s? He's like 26 years old. Yeah. yeah. So, if, and Maria's yeah. family yeah. did not also like this. Fuck now, He's like an adult yeah. and a fucking criminal. Exactly. And she's of higher status and he's not in, in the uh, social aspect. On top of everything. it yeah, sounds like Romeo and Juliet, I guess. <laughs> kind of, yeah. But so, they elope. That's do you how buy they... your thumb at
0: me, sir? No, I do not buy my thumb at you, sir. Actually, I like do buy my version. thumb, but I do not buy my thumb at you,
1: sir. I like that version. Yeah, that's You come the one with the uh, Leo? Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah, they elope. And then would later on have two kids together. And the kids... Yeah, dude, kill everybody... Kidnap them, sell
0: bad cars, sell cocaine.
1: Uh, kind, underage, uh, kind of, not bro. so
0: much, but Ugh, that's, did, that's, where that's is, what I'm going to say. Where, where are head? your yeah. principles, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's Pablo? A not quite, <laughs> she's a yeah. child, and well, she
1: apparently it's was in point love with him. Line. But I, again, she's 15; like she doesn't. Oh yeah, he's powerful. He's a
0: yeah, of course he's she's gonna, She's going to be enamored. Pablo then is she still single now? Can I hit?
1: Actually, she's still alive today. wow, yeah, neat. Pablo then starts working to put as many police and judges in his pocket as possible because he knows he's going to run into issues, so he just starts buying people off immediately.
0: See, I agree with him again.
1: And he's really good at it. He get, like People are kind of easily corruptible, especially when they're being threatened with death. You have to also realize that he would kill... In this country
0: right now, man, not that hard Yeah, to buy people.
1: Well, and even the ones that were good or trying to be honest, he would go kill them and their family to set out a... <laughs> A warning to everybody else being like, yeah, you take the money. Like, that's, you're getting rich because I'm giving you money to leave me alone. nuts. Or the alternative is you die. And I don't care if I kill your family too, so they die too. I'll do it in front of you, dude. It's a Thursday. I don't care. Yeah.
0: That's some dark shit. Mm -hmm. I say that type of shit as a joke. Like, seriously,
1: I'll kill your family. This is a deep cut. Yeah. He's doing it. No, he's doing it. He's doing it. Yeah, he's sending people to go kill all these people. So Pablo's power grows exponentially. It's huge because he's yeah. getting rich from delivering cocaine as well as no one's able to stop him because mm. he's got everybody in his pocket or he kills them. So he's pretty invincible at the moment. Perfect setup. Yeah.
0: It's the same as, uh, who's the the duck? The Darkwing, not Darkwing Duck, the other one.
1: The Scrooge McDuck. DuckTales. woo how else did he get to that? How did he get a tower full of gold? It's just gold coins that he dives into, which I'm pretty sure you that... can't do that.
0: You can if you're a, a murderous duck. Yeah, I guess. Because that's what he did. He. How many other ducks are there? He has He has his three nephews. Where are their parents? <laughs> Where's Donald? Where's Darkwing?
1: Killed there are no ducks. Those His nephew's father, his brother, was a cop, and he had to whack him. He got rid of him. And he's like, you guys come with me, I'll teach you the ways. What
0: is not discussed in that Uh-woo. program is the duck genocide,
1: where it's just the four ducks left.
0: Yeah. And the kids are like, oh, we're having adventures. And he's like, have your adventures. It'll be the last adventures any duck will ever have.
1: Woo!
0: <laughs> I will go bathe in the blood of my
1: gold. Woo! <laughs> So even though he's got all these people in his pocket, in seventeen, uh, sorry, in 1976, about 27 years old, Pablo and several of his men were attempting to bring like 39 pounds of white paste back to their lab from Medellin, and they were caught and arrested. And Pablo tries to bribe the judges that are trying to build a case against him. They're like, he says to them, like, hey, man, like here's a bunch of money. Take it. And they don't Better than having them. dead kids. Yeah, they don't take the bribe. So what he then does is, after a few months of trying to like, not really do it legally, but try to work with them, be like, "Hey, drop the charges." Hey, drop the charges. Come on, drop the charges. Hey, he then has the two officers that arrested them killed, and the, the case gets dropped immediately. The judge is like, "Never mind." He's serious. Uh, uh, fuck me. <laughs> so that's how quickly that turns around.
0: So the judge walked into his office, and there were two heads
1: on his desk, and he's like. <laughs> Yep. So pa- this is how Pablo runs his whole organization. And it works really well for him. Death is a great motivator. Yeah. <laughs> now, even though Pablo is making a ton of money, he realized that there's a huge potential to make a lot more money. He, he thinks that Yeah, everybody- Blockbuster. Well, what? <laughs> <laughs> he needs to invent Blockbuster video. No, no, no. So you you have to realize at this time that the people that were in the drug trafficking game at this time... We're making hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars, and they were okay sure. at stopping there. They weren't trying to really increase the way Pablo wants to. Pablo is like, I'm going to be the richest person in Colombia. I'm going to be the richest person in the world. Like, I'm going to hey, make so much cocaine and sell so, so much. I'm going to be the guy. Hashtag goals. Yeah. Murder everybody. Yeah. So his competition isn't trying to expand, and he's going to expand
0: huge. Sweet.
1: So this is the type of like
0: murderous ambition that most human beings cannot even understand we're not on that level yeah no because most of us are like i make 40 grand a year sweet i'm gonna buy a big tv instead of my couch yeah and pablo's like what i have how much 40 million dollars
1: i need 25 murders yeah no more more oh yeah more I don't think he ever gets fully satisfied. I think he's always trying to make as much as possible. It's very sad. So He's hollow inside. Pablo does decide to partner up with <sighs> another man named Carlos Leda. Which, Leda? Leda. And this guy's a really big uh, drug trafficker as well in the sense of this story. Like him and Pablo are kind of credited for hmm. uh, creating really the first kind of cartel that ever existed. So the cartels, cartels or not? They're not around yet. Yeah, they're. I think they're small-time. They're not like what the cartels become yeah. later on. So like, like right
0: now where they kill Mormons. Do they? Yeah, there was that Mormon
1: family that got killed in northern Mexico. I didn't hear about that. Hmm.
0: Well, they were in the wrong place at the wrong time.
1: Buying coke? What do you expect? So they co-found this organization. They call it the Medellin Cartel, and they develop new shipping routes to smuggle. Because at this time, everybody was using kind of the same routes. That They were like, these are safe routes. You yeah. don't get caught. Where these guys were like, nah, we're going to make new routes that go deeper into the United States. Sweet. Because we think that there's a big market there. Oh, the hippies fucking love Coke. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think
0: Sarlo- or, uh, Carlos Santana was around and they were like, we need to get to him. Yeah. Yeah. He'll buy it all. Fine. That dude did mountains. Yeah. And then Ozzy Osbourne runs through America every now and then, Make sure we are where he is. Yeah, that guy he can't even talk
1: a truck. He can sing, it's amazing, but he can't talk, which is I don't understand. The... It's Sharon. It's Sharon. I I threw a fucking turkey in the neighbor's yard. Sharon.
0: And you put a microphone on him and it's fine. And then he <laughs> yeah, and like he sings beautifully. <laughs> that, a microphone's a magical tool, I guess.
1: So Pablo and his partner are going to make sure to ship a shit ton of cocaine into the United States and they find routes to do shipments into Florida, into California, really a whole bunch of other places in the United States. And the way they're able to do this is they go and find an island that's just south of Florida. Mm. It's called Norman's Clay, and they buy up a shit ton of land there. Smart, yeah. And they put like an airstrip there, and they're like, cool, we'll fly from Columbia over to this island and then into Florida, and we'll just dump a bunch of shit. Welcome to Miami. Yeah. That's what Will Smith was talking about. Oh, cocaine. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and so, yeah, this is where they established, essentially, like, a base, and it is their main route to get into the United States. Nobody else had this route. We are early 70s? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're in the 70s, mid-70s. They're pushing that coke in here so hard. Yeah, so the island would be used there for their central smuggling route. At first, depending on the amount of cocaine being transported, they could see a return of $500,000 per flight. Jesus. So, half a mil for one flight there and back. And as they grow and ship more cocaine in the plane, they would net like $10 million in one flight. It's insane. Like the, the pilot themselves that they would hire to go do it, would they'd pay him a million dollars just to make this flight. And it's not a very long flight, but it's because it's dangerous Flowers, to get yeah. caught. You don't want that. So they would entice them by going like, I'll give you a million dollars to go drop this off. I'm speechless now because I just want to sell drugs. You can become a billionaire now that the numbers are speaking to me. Yeah. Well, it's funny because he still, he spends lavishly. He buys so much. He buys more planes. Some of it's just to do more smuggling. Some of it's because he's like, I now own 10 planes and like five helicopters. (laughs) What up? I've got fucking speed boats. And this is what they would do is they would actually drop, the plane would like get close to Florida beaches, drop the load take back off, and then a speedboat would start rushing over to go grab it, <laughs> usually being chased by fucking customs or whatever, Yeah. and then he'd pick it up and keep going, and they just, it worked. And he'd buy the speedboat for whoever, you know, needed it on That's the other side. That's so fucking baller though. Yeah. Dude, it's... I can't get over... You're making $10 million a shipment. You could probably make multiple shipments a day. I mean, you go on yeah. a space mouse so you're not getting caught, but I think you do, like, three a day.
0: But... Every drug dealer never
1: gets caught, and it always ends well. Well, it's funny I've you seen, mentioned that. I've seen movies, so. Because during this time frame and in this scenario, it was like only about one out of a hundred of their planes were getting caught. Oh, I bet because, uh,
0: who is it, the DEA and the ATF probably aren't fully functional the
1: way they are now. And as well as, like, we haven't really gotten into the epidemic yet of the 80s. Crack. Yeah. Yeah. So, right now, it's still kind of low-key. It's it's getting into the U.S. It's yeah. starting it up. I mean, right now, what are we, 74,
0: 75? Yeah. So, Richard Pryor is... Yeah. And uh, John Lennon, well, and uh, I, Robert Plant, Because Marvin Co- Gaye. Yeah, Marvin Gaye, yeah. They are
1: all blasted out of their skulls, but it's probably not... St- super, super easy to get. Well, cocaine is still pretty expensive, so it's not until really it gets dwindled down to a crack yeah. oh. that it becomes a huge problem because then people can afford it. Yeah. Like the, the common dude can go buy a rock for weird, you know, 10, 15 bucks, and then you're high as shit, and then you need more because you're hooked. We'll will come Which into that. Which is the funnest part of this whole story. Yeah. I would be remiss if I
0: didn't mention that at this point in history, David Bowie is mostly
1: cocaine. Like oh, yeah, probably. His physical body is mostly cocaine. Like, everybody else's, 80% water or whatever. He's yeah. 80% cocaine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Google David Bowie 1975. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, with the amount that they are profiting, um, Pablo spends his money on all kinds of shit. He buys eight square miles, thousands of acres in Sweet. a land uh, called Antioquia. And for several million dollars, he, he purchases this land. He builds what is called the Hacienda napoles which is it's a big plot of land that has a mansion, a park, yeah. a lake, swimming pools, a complete zoo <laughs> full of animals from other continents. I mean, we're talking like, hippos and elephants and zebras. He does not give a fuck. Exotic birds and giraffes. Like, it, yeah, he's buying crazy stuff, like. It kind of reminds me a little bit about Michael Jackson. Like, i want to build a. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Less pedophilia. Probably some. Well, 15 year old man. His wife <laughs> like started <laughs> oh. off right away. Oh yeah, he just dived right into that, yeah. didn't he? He also had a bunch. Hey baby,
0: you want to? You want to? You want to go to the zoo? Show <laughs> <laughs> you <try> some animals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess.
1: Yeah. I like like animals. Are there balloons? <laughs> Mm, sure. Sure. Thousands B- of balloons full of coke. Let's go. <laughs> Put this in your assholes. Just do it. Do it. Okay. He also had a bunch of old uh, luxurious cars like, I don't even know how many like 50 to 100 luxurious cars, private airport full of planes, helicopters, a bullring, go kart tracks. And he tops it off by putting the a replica of a plane. That was the first plane he used to smuggle. and hmm. to top it off, like that was the one. that's what got me here. Was this plane? Ooh. On top of all of that, of jerk off. Yeah. On top of all that, he hires a professional camera crew to just follow him around and film him having fun with all of his toys. Hey, like, look, look how great I am. Yeah. So he's riding around on motorcycles, and they just follow and film him, and he's laughing and talking to his friends, and they're all having parties and <laughs> all sorts of crazy shit. Is
0: this in? Columbia, or is this on his island that's in the ocean?
1: No, it's in I, Antioquia. I
0: but it's not like mainland Colombia. It's like an island. It's in mainland. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's so upper echelon that the Colombian
1: government don't fuck with him. They're like, yeah, you can have a zoo. Don't kill me. Oh, yeah, no. He's, he's untouchable at this point. Anyone who disagrees with him dies or gets paid off. Wow. So, and he's... Uh, he has a zoo. I'm, I'm not saying he's got like a million dollars now. This guy's rolling in so much cash that he can't spend it fast enough. And the Humane Society kept
0: calling him to do a welfare check and he just didn't call him back. He's, he did not answer those messages. Because yeah. <laughs> the Colombian government were like, he <laughs> can have a you can have a thousand quals. We do not give a shit. Yeah. Do not cross the guy.
1: Yeah. You want to go in there? Go ahead. Good luck. Hey, have fun. I'm not going to make it. Well, he would kill reporters too. So reporters would come in to go, like, this is later on, they'd oh, come in up. to, like, you know, interview him or whatever, or, like, what's going on down here? And, yeah, he would he would kidnap them, ransom them, or kill them, whatever he felt like. I mean, all I hear is opportunist. <laughs> you know what I mean? He takes advantage of whatever he can, I guess. He is full-scale capitalism. Well, and one of the most prized things he had, which is like, I thought was kind of funny, was he bought the gangster car that was owned by Al Capone, like Scarface. Oh, neat. He actually, like, Found it, purchased it, and he kept it on his land. I mean, you know, it's like an old car, that's kinda cool. Yeah. I guess he was also kinda paying homage to, like, this is what this is what real cool gangsters gangster history, man.
0: Yeah. I am less infatuated with him now. I don't like the I don't like the showy shit. Oh, it it continues. I also don't like zoos particularly. Me either. They're depressing. Yeah. Just let him go. Yeah. Maybe a tiger will eat your face and that's fine. Uh, Maybe that's what you deserve. Stay away from the tiger. Why?
1: What'd you bring him onto your fucking compound for anyway? Yeah. So, Pablo was all about also protecting his assets. Even though he was filthy rich, this guy liked to let everyone know that he was in power and no one stole from him. So much so that while he was having a party, one time a... I don't know if servants is the right word. But one of the guys who is supposed to be in charge of the food and the plates and all that shit, they're having the party and He he tries to steal some of the silverware, which I guess was really nice, of course, because it's Pablo he buys everything. (laughs) And Pablo finds out about it. So he orders his men, like this is a huge party, too. A lot of people are there. And he orders his men to tie up this guy by the ankles and wrists and they throw him into the swimming pool in front of everybody. And he tells everyone to watch him drown.
0: Hey, watch this, watch this asshole.
1: Yeah. Watch him. And he says, nobody steals from Pablo. This is what happens Isn't this if you funny? do.
0: Hey, hey. Isn't this funny? Look at him kicking.
1: I can only imagine that if you were invited. Because ah. I, I mean, he invited high-end people sometimes. Do another line. And so you'd show up. You're like, I don't really know. I, I guess he's a drug trafficker. I don't know. I, it's not great, but whatever. This is a fun party. You're having a good time. And all of a sudden, he throws somebody into the pool to drown. And you're like, oh, shit. So this is no joke now. Okay. Kind of a buzzkill. And then he's elbowing you like,
0: look at him gurgle. <laughs> and you're like, ha, 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 hey, wh- ha, 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 oh God. Yeah, it's great, huh? Huh?
1: Huh? But yeah, that man drowned in front of everybody. So that's, that really happened. Um, that's awful. Yeah. This is Pablo. He's, I'm telling you, this guy's scarier than, I mean, like, I'm not going into all the details of what he did, but he'd kill people constantly. I mean, you constantly. Know, it's just easy to say sociopath. And you know what's weird is, uh, I was going to bring this up more later in the story, but I can bring it up now, it's fine. So, the weird part about Pablo is, as ruthless as he is when it comes to killing people and all that stuff, he is like a dedicated, almost ideal um, family man. I mean, other than the fact that his job is what his job is. <laughs> not other families. Like, he treats his wife well, he loves his kids, he not them well. It. Um, I know he gets prostitutes later on, but I think for the most part he stays with his wife. But it's so much so that, like, he would have a meeting with some other big drug lord, and they would be talking about whacking people off and doing this. And if his son came in the room and started demanding, like, attention from him, Pablo would make the other person, no matter who it was, be like, hold on a second. The fuck out. And then he'd humor his son, joke around with him, ask him what he wanted to, you know, what what, what do you need? He'd be loving towards his son. Do it to do Legos. Let's do the Legos. Yeah. If his wife was. See, son, this is the American FBI.
0: Oh, no, I'm dying. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then he'd die, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. I really like about that voice. I hope that's what exactly he sounded like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so his wife, if she was, like, if he was in a business meeting or whatever torturing somebody If his wife was in the background being like yelling about family issues Pablo, or you know household you want issues corn?
0: you want corn dinner
1: he would leave and be like hey hold on a second keep that guy quiet he's too loud while we're torturing him I gotta go talk to my wife And he'd go talk to her and help comfort her or whatever that she was wow. wanting so it's weird he hey, really likes his family asshole I'm but. gonna keep this wrench on your ball sack don't move
0: uh yeah baby I'll take corn yeah, corn! Yeah! <laughs> yeah, corn. yeah corn! All right, turn the wrench. Turn it! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah.
1: So, it's that weird. That seems like a big cultural thing. I think down, so, down because there. even, like, his extended family, he's very protective of them. He cares for them. Right. He helps them out.
0: I can appreciate
1: compartmentalizing, I guess, your l- life, your mur- murdering life. You're a crazy person. Well... Uh, later on, they found a book in his house. This is way after the fact of everything, but they found a book in his house of like how to be more positive. It's like a self help book. <laughs> so it's so funny to think this guy is just murdering everybody that gets in his way. He's selling copious amounts of drugs, making millions of dollars, is a big family guy and wants to be more positive.
0: Yeah. I could see 10 o'clock p.m., his wife is watching her stories. In the bed, mm-hmm. and next to her, he's reading his self help book with his reading glasses on, just like
1: I need I, to, I need to love myself. I gotta more. be a be better, I gotta be a better person. I, I need, need to, to be more positive.
0: And he's pointing at the book, like,
1: dear. So he's telling me that when I
0: get up in the morning, I need to look in the mirror and say, "You are worth it. You are worth it, Pablo." And she's like, "Yes, dear, you are
1: worth it. You are. Thank you for all the jewelry and everything you give us." You're welcome. Yeah. Huh? Yes, kill him now. <laughs> exactly. Now. <laughs> So, uh, the U.S., this is where we started to see the beginning of the cocaine epidemic in the early 80s. Lovely. Early 70s, early 80s. The U.S. people couldn't get enough cocaine. <laughs> I don't know if you ever can. It's like, this is one of the biggest markets for Pablo. He's like, this is great. The Americans love it. I am making mm-hmm. tons of money off of it. And he's just pumping it in. It gets to the point where it's estimated that Pablo's organization supplied the U.S. with 80% of the cocaine that was coming in. 80? 80% was coming from Pablo. Whoa. So that Eric Clapton song is directly attributed to
0: Pablo Escobar. Oh,
1: I'm sure. Cocaine. Dun,
0: dun, dun, dun,
1: dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And he's making billions of dollars. He's all right. She's all right. She's all right. Now.
0: Mm-hmm. S- Snowblind can't live without you. I love that song. Ooh. Is that really about coke? Yeah, that's what Snowblind is. I fucking didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. It's not about like when you go snowboarding. It's like... That
1: was written... That wasn't written by the normal guys. It wasn't written by... It was JY. Yeah, it was JY who wrote it. This is very...
0: Most people do not know what we're talking about now.
1: We're talking about um sticks. Sticks. JY does not write all the songs, but he wrote Snowblind. He doesn't write very many songs. No. Yeah. But he wrote Snowblind. I love Snowblind.
2: Snowblood,
1: Snowblood. Yeah. Bah, 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 I love bah, sticks. Bah, 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 bah. I There's one song I don't like, though, because it makes me angry. Mr. Roboto? No. <laughs> I don't think they
0: like that song. But I fucking love that song. It's a good song. It's amazing. Whoever you are listening right now, you like Mr. Roboto. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah. You pretend you don't. <laughs> Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. Domo. 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 Yeah. You love that fucking, everybody loves that
0: fucking song. And if you say you don't, you're a goddamn liar. That's fucking great. Yeah.
1: It's it's 80s cheese. I also liked the uh, Caught in the Act, so. Caught in the Act's hilarious. Yeah. We used to watch it on Christmas. That was like a thing? We did it for a couple of years.
0: Oh, that'd be a great Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my, my balls. balls. Oh, God, that's great. We were way off topic. Yeah, nobody has any idea what we're talking about.
1: So, Except like four people. <laughs> so Pablo is making billions of dollars, and a lot of competitors. Save. Billions. With a B? Billions. B Be like Beyonce? Yeah. Damn. I was still, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, all right. Now, there are... And David Bowie is responsible for about $100 million of that.
1: There are others that are following in, in Pablo's footsteps that are making their own cartels, that are making their own huge organizations, and making a ton of money as well. So it's not just Pablo, but he is <clears throat> the guy right now. He's the main dude. Like I said, 80% of the cocaine going in the U.S. was That's coming from Pablo. Fucking bananas. And he's aware of these competitors of his, and he's trying to decide, do I, you know, do I whack them or do I work with them? And for some of the bigger ones, he decides to actually build partnerships with them. So he goes meets with them. He's like, all right, you section off this part of the United States. That's yours. This one's mine. We won't get in each other's way. We'll keep it friendly. Or I'll kill your whole family. Uh, he's pretty nice with these ones. These ones he's like, I'm okay with this because he's making billions of dollars.
0: That's true too now.
1: Yeah. And just relax. I think he doesn't wanna he knows they're making a lot of money. It could be a war kind of a thing, I'm sure. So maybe he's just trying to keep it like, uh oh, let's not let's not start something we don't have to. Good call. All right. But he does whack a lot of the smaller guys. A lot of the, the I love whack. Low small time. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. So he he does get rid of some of his competition that's on the smaller end. So how he whacks people is pretty, uh, somewhat unique. Hmm? Yeah. (laughs) Or at least it's his kind of more of his calling card. So his, one of his favorite ways to get rid of people was he would hire hitmen that would get on motorcycles and they would follow the person that was the target around. Yeah. And they would have two people on a motorcycle. One guy drives, the other guy's got a fucking machine gun. Oh, shit. And so they would find the target. And they would drive by and just shoot the shit out of the car, killing the person who was in the back or whatever.
0: Pablo says hi!
1: Yeah. And that was, like, kind of a common thing. Like, it, people knew cat, 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 cat. that's how Pablo worked. And, and if you had a motorcycle driving behind you, you'd be scared because you're like, oh, shit, is he coming after me? Fuck. I, said, I, I read that uh the president of the Philippines,
0: Duterte, does that. That he has kill squads when it's the same thing. It's two guys on a motorcycle.
1: Really? They follow the target. One guy on the back gets off, duh, 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 and then they take off. Well, in this one, they don't get off. They just drive up right next to him, and then <laughs> Brr, and then they drive off.
0: Duterte's an amateur.
1: What the fuck? Fucking ass. I actually do hate that guy. Hey, he's, he recently became in power, right? A couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, not super long. Yeah. I'm stoked for him to be dead. We I can people time him. Yeah. He's a huge piece of shit.
1: Yeah. Pablo does something weird here. What, what, what you got going on, Pablo? So Pablo wants to become president of Colombia still. like who, who doesn't? The money isn't enough. He wants to have legitimate political power. Yeah. And so the way he starts this off is he spends tons of money on basically rebuilding Medellin. He does this by creating new buildings like hospitals, schools, He even builds stadiums for like hey. soccer and shit. He goes to the poorest places and will just hand out Tons of money to people. Just give it to them. This or, is food. like his presidential campaign, essentially. <laughs> Before he's trying to give that away, he's doing this. He's build, trying to look like a good guy. Build the public. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Sure. And uh, he builds tons of houses for the homeless. He, like, pretty much stops the homeless from being a thing in Medellin. Wow. Yeah. And people Conflicted. love him. People, I don't think people care or maybe even fully know what he's all about. Yeah. Um, So they call him the Robin Hood of today. If a bunch of... of
0: that day. Americans do blow and the homeless situation is fixed in Colombia. Perfect.
1: Six is... Well, you also have to realize that the government of Colombia this time is shit. And they're not helping other people. So here comes this guy who's not a part of the government who is doing more than their government. Like, and he's doing it well. And not only does this create all these buildings and places... It creates jobs, so you got people that need to build the buildings in the first place, then people that work in those buildings, so teachers and doctors and shit. Like he kind of turns around the whole entire society of Methane. Hey man, throw money at it, yeah, and he throws a shit ton at it. That's so brilliant. He's praised oh. by all these people. God. Damn it, Pablo, I love you. It's funny. Yeah. You and your Robin Hood antics. I think it's funny how you mentioned that. I have that written down in my notes. Like, So he's cleaning up the streets of the bad, inexperienced drug lords because he's whacking them off. And then he's feeding the, and housing the poor and building all these jobs and buildings. And sh- so during this time in the 80s, there's a lot of political issues going on along with certain government agents wanting to put Pablo behind bars. So there are some legitimate, some honest people who are like, this is a real problem. He's got people in his pocket. He's paying off. He's killing people that are in authoritative stations. So we got to address this. He's becoming a real problem. And Pablo decides to just go ahead and build his own army then. He's like, oh, the government's going to come after me? That's okay. I've got money. Oh, fuck me? Fuck you. Yeah. So he builds a small military that's, he already had guards and stuff around him, (laughs) but now he's getting like a military essentially. What the fuck? It's really crazy. He even sends a lot of his men to other countries to get, like, professionally trained, like, in top-of-the-line tactics. So he sends them to, like, Korea. He sends them to the Soviet Union. He's no shit. And they get trained well and come back, and now they're like, yeah, they're a military. What kind of person thinks that way, though? I don't this guy's in crazy. <laughs> well, and the other part is it's all the coke he's doing. I guess,
0: he's just man. he he's stressed because the government's putting pressure on him. He does a fat line and goes
1: I'm gonna build my own military. <laughs> Bing. Well it's stupid because honestly, I, I thought about this while I was doing my research. If the guy would have kept his head down and I, I don't even say that far down, he could have still been as open as he was for a while and just kept on shipping Coke to the US, he probably would have been fine. But he starts getting get on radars because he's doing all these crazy things where he's he's killing politicians. He's killing fucking uh, authoritative figures. Some of them are which just he doesn't like. So he's like, ah, fucking get rid of them. That's ego, you know? Yeah. And, you know, if he would have maybe calmed down a little bit more, he probably would have been able to run it still pretty crazily and not have anyone, you know, not be on anyone's radar. Yeah. But so, yeah, because he's now on the radar of Columbia, they're wanting to come after him. There's some skirmishing between them. Uh, it doesn't really go anywhere because he's well-armed. His like, army. Well funded
0: the, Yeah. In the Colombian army.
1: Yeah. Wow. So, at least at the beginning of this, on top of that, Pablo still wants to be, besides the wealthiest man in Colombia, he wants to still be president of Colombia. So,
0: yeah. yeah. Who doesn't?
1: Yeah. So he's going to try to take it by force, essentially. And they're democratic-ish. Yeah, I think they are democratic at this time. I guess that makes sense. That's why he's giving back to the community. Cause he's yeah, like, they hey, are. I'm electable. I'm not a criminal. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Have some money.
1: Have a pile of money. Yeah.
0: That's beautiful.
1: Well, so in 1982, Pablo is elected into Congress by his way of kind of weaseling his way in, paying people off. Sweet. And he's only elected, though, as an alternative. So he's kind of like a a backup while he's trying to figure out how he's going to get further into the government. Kill them. Kill kill them all, Pablo. The first time he tries to take a seat, he's denounced by Colombia's Minister of Justice. His name is Rodrigo Lara. Rodrigo. And Rodrigo called him out, like, in front of everybody. The like, they were going to go have a meeting, like a Congress meeting. Yeah. And he shows up, Pablo does. And Rodrigo's like, nah, no, this guy's a drug trafficker. Is that like, a he's criminal? Huge. Yeah. Hello? He's like, not in our government, no. And he kind of shames Pablo in front of everybody. At least that's how Pablo sees it. He's very embarrassed about it. And Pablo gets pissed.
0: Do not piss off a sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make them embarrassed.
1: And this guy, this... Uh, Including Nicolas Cage. ...minister of security starts to talk about all the crimes that they have, you know, against him, that they can't catch him or whatever, they can't stop him. Whoops. And it gets surfaced into the media, and he starts losing face with a lot of people. Oh, wow. So so his, his uh, you know,
0: murder escapade has not been totally known yet.
1: Yeah, well that's the thing is he was still sneaky about it so people might have speculated or they might have been like it's some drug traffickers or but they may not have known it was Pablo himself and this guy calls it out. He's like, he does all this shit by the way. It's this guy. Good for him for knowing and then yeah. calling out a murderer to his face. Well, and the Colombian government had files on Pablo. They just couldn't fucking get to him. They'd yeah, but... Send military men in there and then they get met back with another military. They're like, He's oh, still
0: shit. the kind of guy you don't want to just... Say that to. I mean, that minister, oh, you're giving me a fit. Oh, let's move on with the story.
1: Well, the U.S. Uh, even warns Rodrigo. Oh, oh man. Because the U.S. has tabs on Pablo as well. They're not keeping necessarily a close eye, but um, they're aware of him. They don't give a shit about the cocaine epidemic anyway. Yeah. And the U.S. hears that Rodrigo calls out Pablo, and they talk to him, and they're like, this guy's dangerous. We know that. You should be careful. He will try to kill you. And they give him like some safety precautions and equipment, including like a bulletproof vest. That's not gonna. No, it's not gonna do shit. They shoot you in the face. And so, (laughs) Colombia. Yeah. (laughs) What if they shot you in the face? What if he shot me in the face? That was a risk we were willing to take. Wow. (laughs) So three months after this, this uh, Rodrigo denounces. We'll cheat up and we'll tell you. That's why I think one of my favorite parts in the whole movie (laughs) is just trying not to laugh. Yeah, (laughs) man. So, yeah, three months after Rodrigo uh, denounces Pablo, yeah, Pablo does his normal thing where he sends his motorcycle guys and they shoot the shit out of Rodrigo. Rodrigo does not make it. When they, matter of fact, when they open up the doors... Rodrigo's in there. The bulletproof vest is on the seat next to him. He wasn't wearing it. It was
0: oh, shit.
1: But everybody was like, nobody nobody thinks that it would have helped. Not only did he get shot in the head and shit, just like you were saying, but people were like, there were so many bullets that the bulletproof vest would have failed. Like, it would have stopped a bullet, right? Oh, or yeah. A couple bullets maybe, but they shot the shit out of it. So even if he was wearing the vest and he didn't get hit in the head, he would still be dead. he have like a heavy automatic weapon. Just, just pump it into a vest. Spray, shower him. Yeah. Yeah. But again.
0: And then shot him in the face. So
1: here is he's he's a high government official. Pablo just whacks him like nothing. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And he uses his normal tactics so people know who it is. You know.
0: You know who his character resonates the most with me in my mind is the the Disney Robin Hood the Fox. He would, oh, <laughs> he would definitely do that. Rick
1: a dig brick a It's one of the greatest songs of all time. I love that song. I seriously do. It used to be my ringtone for a while. Yeah. And it sung so weird. <laughs>
0: Robin
1: Hood, Little John, walking through the forest, yeah. laughing back and forth the what the other one has to say. say. Yeah. So it's one of my favorite Disney movies. movies
0: that and having such a good time. Oodle-lolly, oodle golly, what a day. And then later, he kills a government minister. <laughs> Robin Hood. With, his, with his, his automatic bow and arrow. <laughs> What if he shoots me in the face?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So this um, effectively, with Pablo knocking off Rodrigo, this effectively puts Pablo at war with the Colombian government. Like, they're now like, all right, we're going head to head for sure. Hell yeah. But he still isn't the target for Americans at this time. They're aware that this is going on and like, huh, okay. So He's he's not hurting
0: anybody they give a shit about. Yeah, pretty much. It's hippies and black people. Like, literally, the war on drugs began with Nixon, and there is... Uh, Reagan. Court, well, Nixon started what became, what was, n- like, labeled the war on drugs by Reagan in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, Reagan, or where Nixon essentially said, drugs coming into the country is good for us because it destabilizes these communities that don't vote for us, which is... <laughs> which is uh, what Fucked he call up. Yeah, <laughs> they called them liberals or hippies, but he called them hippies and black people. And yeah. He's like, yeah, let them be fucked up because then they don't vote. Because yeah. they don't for us anyway.
1: Which is fucked up. But that's why they don't give a fuck about Pablo, because they're like, yeah. it doesn't hurt my constituency. Yeah. Well, and there's, there's also... I mean, the Americans will go and try to take out people, obviously, if they find them to be dangerous. In this case, it's also... There's country lines and governments that they have to work with, and, and there's restrictions, and they're just like, yeah, that's your guys' problem. Sorry. Uh, well, we don't care. Well, the CIA is well established to assassinate Pablo, if... They gave a shit. Well, it's funny because we'll get
0: into that a little bit here oh, soon. The CIA, you yeah. murderous bastards. You yep. know I got a cat that eats souls now. You can't keep threatening us.
1: Well, I'm glad that you brought up the war on drugs, because we're just about to get into that. The US government isn't going to go after Pablo at this time, but this is where President Ronald Reagan's wife, Nancy Reagan, does her war on drugs. I fucking hate Nancy Reagan. So do I. I have it in my notes. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. I hate you. You she's an idiot. Uptight little bitch. So, they start
0: airing a bunch of... The problem was, Reagan couldn't get turned on unless he had a mouthful of jelly
1: beans. (laughs) And
0: that turned her off. So, neither one of them got laid for
1: decades. Yeah, Here's the thing is, I I know a lot of people like Reagan or whatever, and they think he was a great uh, president. He did some stuff that I agree with. I was like, cool, good job. However, Nancy Reagan is the most useless person who has ever married a president. Like, that tries to, I want to go do something for the country. Well, second to Meliana, Trump's wife. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't even count that because of how fucking idiots. idiots.
0: No, it doesn't count. No,
1: at least Reagan was, you know, I don't know. So, yeah. no, Reagan's not awful, not bottomlessly. No. I'm not a
0: huge fan, but. Right, right. But Nancy, fuck Nancy Reagan. Yeah. War on drugs, and she was the one who got the uh, parental advisory stickers going on. Really? Yeah.
1: Useless. Useless.
0: Useless. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> so, Nancy. Frank Zappa. Fucking hated her.
1: <laughs> really, He did. You can see <laughs> interviews where he just rails Nancy Riggs. Because she's an idiot. She, she sucks. Sucks. She's a moron. Okay. So Nancy, you'll start seeing all these commercials during this time frame of celebrities telling kids, just say no to drugs. And honestly, it was the most effort put into something that had obvious results of nothing happening. Like yeah. it was, this wasn't a good idea to begin like with. like abstinence only programs. I think it was really just Nancy wanted to fucking have some FaceTime for America and was like, I'll come up with an idea. And it was not sound. It no. didn't work. It wasn't addressing the actual problem. She just, well, and what? Just say no. That's what, that's your advice on the drug problem that's going on. The epidemic. And you're I, like, just tell, no.
0: I don't understand these people's mindsets. Cause when I was a kid and I still have my dare shirt, Oh yeah, I I, I I wear it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I still have my dare shirt. That was a high quality for whatever whatever they're making because it, it lasts more than most t-shirts I have. But oh. when I was a kid, we would say, "Do I dare?" Yes, I dare,
1: and then we would do drugs. <laughs> right. Anyway, so yeah, fuck Nancy Reagan. Anyway, right.
0: Nancy Reagan.
1: Yeah, still in the uh, '80s, cocaine started showing Her pussy up. Pussy was full of jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, What I didn't even get the jelly bean reference. You've said this many times throughout multiple episodes. That's like a that's like a a Ronald Reagan thing. He was
0: obsessed with jelly beans. Was he really? Yeah, you can look at like pictures of him in the Oval Office, and there's like a jar of jelly beans, like pockets full of jelly beans. He just loves jelly beans. (laughs) But his brain became jelly beans, (laughs) and then her pussy became jelly beans. (laughs) I didn't know that. And the whole
1: country learned something
0: new. We just suffered until Bush Senior came in. Uh, Thanks for saving us,
1: Bush Senior. (laughs) So, yeah, still in the 80s, cocaine started showing up in a new form called crack cocaine. I which I have heard great things about. I've heard really good, <laughs> good positive reviews. So crack is far less expensive, as we were saying earlier, than cocaine. Like we said, a rock could cost anywhere between five bucks to twenty bucks, depending on where you're getting it from. Yeah. And then the powder cocaine, the actual cocaine, was a uh, hundred dollars for about the same amount. So you're it's yeah so much cheaper to just get crack. I'm not going to pretend to know
0: the physics, but you you just concentrate the shit, mix it with some chemicals, and cook it.
1: Yeah. And it's just Per, how much you're using, it's much cheaper. And crack is the thing that causes the real epidemic in the U.S. because it's cheaper, it's addictive, and it really kind of actually fucks over the U.S. Like there are a lot of cities that just go to hell well, because of it. Black neighborhoods. Well, it's funny because so I was looking this up. Um, I didn't, I don't trust statistics during the time frame because I'm gonna think that it is completely biased. However, I looked up the statistics for today. More white people smoke crack or do coke than black people. But like a pretty large margin.
0: I would imagine that's the case now.
1: Yeah. I don't know yeah. how it was in the 80s. It might have been more black
0: people, but. Yeah, I'm not an expert on any, in any case. But I do know that from a lot of what I've heard from the 80s, a lot of these black neighborhoods destabilized from crack to the point where they were just unmanageable. Well, and I also think they don't, You don't super hear that about white neighborhoods but i could also hear i could also see that being suppressed so yeah yeah that's it I, exactly. I i could agree with that because the way you, as you've explained it because i've never done crack yeah i'll admit that
1: yeah it's a par- apparently incredibly addictive it's super addictive to the point where people will go steal shit and do yeah. other crimes to be able to get more money for more crack and and cheap so they don't have to steal much yeah like i fucking steal a couple guys tires or go rob a Seven Eleven, whatever perfect knock on a door Hey, can I use your phone? The di- the The
0: guy answers, and he goes, yeah, sure. And you just stab him. Like normal. Whatever. Sure. Eight, eight or nine times. Walk in. The first electronic you see. <laughs> the microwave, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Leave. Go to your dealer's house. How, how
1: much crack can I get for this? <laughs> He's like, I'll give you a rock for that. <laughs> Perfect. Well, the dumb guys trying to grab the fridge, and rolling it out. Oh, I found a big one. Do you have a dolly? <laughs> Hey, stop bleeding to death. Do Wake a, up for a second. Do you have a dolly? And
0: the wife appears, and you stab her. Wow! <laughs> ah, there's another one in here. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Do you have a dolly?
1: God,
0: do you have any crack? I just need crack really quickly.
1: Crack or cream to stop the itching. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I need some cortisol. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, the epidemic is happening right now. I love thinking that. about a crack. I'd be like, hey, uh, do you have any cortisol? <laughs> Lotion, anything, please, please, God. Yeah, stab a guy and then rob him of his cortisol. <laughs> he doesn't even get the he doesn't even get the microwave just, or anything. <laughs> in the TV, just go to the bathroom like I'm not I don't have enough see. money for
0: <laughs> Tylenol. No, 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 Band-Aid. Oh, cortisol, <laughs> perfect, and then leave.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Excuse me. Excuse me, sir.
1: Ah, I forgot the microwave. Fuck. Wait. Ah, fuck it. I'll go to another house. I'll just go to his neighbors. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hey, that's a guy dying. i think you might want to go check. I think I heard some Crime.
0: I think your neighbor's dying. He's out of cortisol.
1: <laughs> Stab him. Microwave. And <laughs> get the cortisol again. He forgot again.
0: This is a Wednesday afternoon <laughs> in these neighborhoods. It's awful <laughs>
1: and hilarious. So that's what's happening right now.
0: Thank you, Pablo.
1: And I, I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying that's exactly what happened, but it, I'm not. Also, um, it's, like, it's bad. It's exactly what happened. Due to all of this, Ronald Reagan signs a declaration which states drug trafficking is a national threat. Like, because all this craziness craziness is happening from the crack epidemic. Hey, good for him for like acknowledging it anyway. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is like he's kind of rewriting an old order. The old order said that the U.S. government couldn't go in and kill foreign nationals, which is funny because okay. they did. They were. <laughs> right. But I guess he's trying to like legalize it now so they don't get flack. I don't know why he's doing this. But he changed it to basically say if the president deems someone to be dangerous enough, they can go kill him. They're technically supposed to go in and only arrest people, and then they bring them and try them. But okay. this orders him saying, I can point at somebody and say, that guy is too Dead. dangerous. And it really is just the president's word. Like, he doesn't have to give any good reason. Executive like, privilege creates kingship. Yeah. Let's just say it. Yeah. Let's just say it. And so this is his way of being able to go after Pablo, and he doesn't have to arrest him. He can kill him. Because he's like, I got to stop this some way. This is what I'm going to do. So there you go. I
0: don't, agree, I don't agree with
1: that. Yeah. I don't agree with that with Ronnie, Ronnie boy. While this is happening, Pablo is increasing his efforts in his war against Colombia government. <laughs> Hell yeah! So he's buying off so many politicians, and he's killing judges that are, that are trying to come after him for charges. You know, if they post up being like Pablo's charged with killing this person, they just go. He'd go kill that judge. This <laughs> is not. I mean, <laughs> he doesn't a, just have like thugs. He has an army. Yeah. It's like, this guy has so many people under his basically uh, employment.
0: Yeah, that it's yeah. insane.
1: Like he's got lawyers, he's got accountants, and uh, he's got a whole entire society underneath him that he's paying. Basically, he's buying. Off, he's bought off fucking everybody.
0: Well, I mean, billions of dollars. On. Yeah, yeah. It's like Microsoft right now. Microsoft has lawyers. Yeah. You know, they own land. This is what Pablo's doing. Is just. Donut through cocaine products a little different. Yeah. So, it's funny because same amount of frustration though. Because Microsoft has Explorer. And, and I f- oh. feel like stabbing people that <laughs> yeah. I use Explorer. Yeah. So, it's it's close. It's pretty close. It's the, it's pretty close. Internet Explorer. Ugh, Jesus.
1: So, what Pablo does is he's he actually tells like pretty much all officials. He's like, "You he, he gives them a phrase and it becomes kind of his catchphrase almost." And it says Silver or lead. And he's basically telling them to accept his bribe and leave him alone or accept his bullets. Whoa. Silver or lead. So silver is, I'll give you a couple bucks. And you go away. Or die. Or I kill you and your family. It's the same stuff he was doing before, but he's now, I guess, openly saying it. And he's kind of now saying it in (sighs) like a what he thinks is a cool way. Silver or lead. What do you want, bitch? Still baller. I'm sorry.
0: Still baller. Silver or lead.
1: That's that's pimp. Yeah,
0: well, how do you look a government official in the eyes and be like, Sil- what up, silver or lead? I just make the
1: guy choose. And there's eight guys with guns pointed at him. And he's like, uh, I guess I'll take the only option that lets me live. I and will take money. your money, sir. Yeah. Yes. A lot of people do accept his bribes Um, as he would offer them. He would offer them a lot of money. He's not giving them small bribes along with like, or you die. He's giving them a large chunk of money. He wants them on his side. He doesn't yeah. want them just to leave him alone as well. He wants like, hey. Give me information. Tell me what's going on. He's buying the the loyalty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's reliable. It's he's smart. He's able to continue to give money. So... That's exactly what Ghostface would do if he owned a whole drug ring. Yeah. And people were afraid of, of Pablo. They were afraid that they he would kill not only them, but they, he'd go after their family. So, yeah. 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 Don't wear a, a bulletproof vest. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter at all. It's, nope. Just uh, take the silver. Yeah, so people a lot of people were really afraid to stand against Pablo at this point, especially cuz he also tortured people. So it's not just like, oh you're going to die, like I'll make you suffer before. So it's it's not great and mm-hmm. he did. He tortured people like really bad. I don't know. Yeah. Pablo uh is using like his trained military guys to fight against the Colombian troops that are trying to come after him. The guys fighting a uh, like th- this guy is fighting a war. It's weird. Yeah. No. it's one guy who's bought A military, and he's hiring other militaries or other, like, guerrilla outfits that he can go send in and be like, hey, I'll pay you a shit ton of money, go fight these guys, go kill them. And he's not using normal war tactics, like, yeah, he'll go kill you in your sleep and shit. Like, he'll find... Oh, yeah, they're not. Yeah.
0: Like, setting up bases and land. Yeah. These are just murderers. Yeah. Pretty much. Just burning down houses and cutting throats.
1: And this goes on for years. Like, for a couple of years in the 80s, wow. he's just fighting a war against the entire country of so Colombia. So, just violence, <laughs> torture, and crack.
0: Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah.
1: But it's funny because even though Pablo is extremely powerful, he's nearly invincible, he is extremely scared of the United States possibly trying to come after him. The reason why is because... He knows he can control and manipulate the government here. He does not think he can do that in the U.S. And if they were to yeah. extradite extradite him to the United States, he would be he'd be fucked over. Because he knows Reagan has no they don't, they won't yeah. be bought at least not not the high end guys who, are, who would come after him. I mean, if he was maybe just in a town in the United States, he could probably buy off some judges maybe, but. With, with the U.S. government coming after him, he's like, eh, I can't do that. Oh no, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. If the federal government came and captured him, he'd be in a lot of trouble. He does not want to go to U.S. jail for some reason, which is weird because I would think Colombian jail would be far worse. But I this don't know. He owns
0: everybody in the Colombian jail.
1: Well, that's probably true. In America, yeah, it'd be a
0: bunch of people who are in there because they he's were like addicted to never crack.
1: Go to jail because he fucking owns everybody. So yeah, stay in Colombia, Pablo. But there are a few people in the Colombian government who are trying to take a stand and do the right thing and go after Pablo. General Miguel Massa was the head of the Colombian DOS, which is the equivalent of the U.S. FBI. So he's, yeah, he's an FBI. He's like the head. And he was one of the few people in Colombia who was seriously actually trying to go after him. Like some people wanted to, but they were scared. A lot of people were just getting killed. So it would take huge balls to go after him. Huge balls and a lot of
0: cocaine to get your confidence up. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like, I gotta go buy some of this. It might help. Hey, Pablo, can you send some to me? I'm coming after you, but let's make a deal yeah, real quick.
0: Give me a kilo and we're gonna
1: show down. Yeah. So Pablo finds out about this and he tries to assassinate Miguel Massa by using giant bombs. These things are <laughs> huge. So in 18, or sorry, sweet. 1989, Pablo tells his men to put a giant bomb in a car and they remotely detonate it next to Massa. Okay. The, the DOS guy, I was just saying, right? Yeah. They detonate it right next to his car and it blows up and injures and kills hundreds of people. Masa is at the center of the blast pretty much and somehow he is fine. He kicks so open his door and he's he in away. his car. Yeah, Masa is. And they wow. drove his car next to his and then just remote detonated it. So he probably just sealed off. Luckily, like It must have just been in the like sitting in the right position because everything around that gets leveled down and people die and are injured and but Masa, I mean he pretty much is uninjured. He just kicks open his door, gets out and walks away. Well MS DOS is a very strong program. Yeah.
0: It runs a lot of the world. It's a very
1: basic, strong program. It's clunky, but it does it's you know, it's reliable. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Command, survive bomb, execute.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, Pablo you'll know doesn't care. Uh, if innocent people get killed at all. No. He will do whatever it takes to get the person Fuck he wants, man. and if other people die, fine. He doesn't give a shit. Well, so because this first attempt fails, Pablo tries again by placing a 500-kilogram bomb on a bus, which he drives in front of the DOS headquarters, <laughs> and he blows it up, and it it almost levels the building. Like, and it's a big-ass building, but it's so big that the carriage of the bus, the front end of it, gets launched up and lands on the 11th floor of Whoa. the rest of the building. that's still standing. Like, it shoots up there. And this is, a, like, a government, government it's building? It's like the FBI, essentially. Whoa. So it's the DOS government building, yeah. I see this as, like, an
0: 80s uh, action movie. So Pablo's on the other side of the street with the detonator, and he goes, Hey, DOS, got your bus pass? Click. Boom.
1: <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and it shows it from eight different angles. Masa is, doesn't die from this either, by the way. He's, uh, he, I think he's in the building. He's just on the other side. <laughs> that so guy's awesome. Yeah. So he lives twice through two of uh, Pablo's attempts to go after Masa. But Pablo hates Masa. And Masa's like, all right. Everybody else I've always always been able to fucking just kill. And this motherfucker just, he just slimes away. Yeah. But this, again, kills hundreds of people because it's it's fucking huge bomb. Fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. Along with these attacks, Pablo hires uh, a specific guerrilla group called M-19, which is honestly just a large terrorist group. They're really big into kidnapping. That's their thing.
0: M stands for um, moms. Moms 19. Moms 19. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: 19 19-year-old moms.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Which will later create a a TV show, Teen Mom. Which is hard to get through. It's, It's, yeah.
0: Very hard. It's but like when life. they're armed and killing, it's different. <laughs> government officials is a
1: lot funner. It's a, it's a <laughs> little less depressing. Yeah. So these guys are, are kind of a big deal though. They're heavily armed, military kind of style. Yeah. Um. So Don't they go fuck with a mom. Yeah.
0: It's the hardest job in the, mom the world. 19.
1: Yeah. Well, Pablo sends in sends them into Colombia uh, to go to the Department of Justice to take and destroy all evidence against Pablo and to basically kill. Anyone they can, uh, mostly judges. They're Supreme Court judges. Whoever. Yeah, I mean, it's any authorities in there kill everybody. But he's also targeting these Supreme Court judges, and he gets eleven of the twenty-one judges by doing this. Whoa! So I mean, he they have tanks and shit. He just they roll in and. So it's a military. Yeah. Essentially, like they have military equipment, and I'm sure Pablo's probably helped funding some of this, and Columbia. paying them a shit ton of money to do it. So. You've gotta think about this think of this a uh, normal oh, yeah. a normal guy who's not and like he's not another country he's not part of another country he's not a part of their government and he's just sending in military men to their government facilities and destroying everything and Could you
0: imagine you being can't stop him like a regular guy who just owns like a coffee shop and you
1: watch this tank roll
0: down and you're like oh yeah you see like you it's... see like doss's car blow up and then you see a government building blow up and you see tanks running through town and you're like what the fuck <laughs> I don't know why I live here. It's crazy. Because you don't know who to trust, and you're just like, nah, yeah, I'm just going to keep selling my donuts and shit. Yeah. That's fucking weird.
1: Yeah. isn't This is just happening. I mean, this, isn't, this is not This kind of in like the mid-80s, late-80s. Not so. that long ago. Yeah. No. Yeah. I was born in the late-80s, so fuck.
0: Yeah. I actually have uncles who are adopted from Columbia who are a touch older than me, so they might have,
1: I don't know, uh. been around for some of this shit. Uh, in the same year, there's a politician named uh, Luis Galán who is running for Colombian president this time because they're about to have their elections come up. And he's trying to campaign and his whole thing that he's given in his speech is he's like, I think we should use extradition, which is basically just we should send bad guys to the U.S. if they've pissed off the U.S. and let the U.S. handle them. Yeah, like, if they've yeah committed serious international crimes. Yeah. Well let's let's get some help. I'm all for that, and that's what I'm running for. Let's yeah. get rid of Pablo. And he calls Pablo out by name. He kinda names all drug traffickers, but he specifically is like, in Pablo. Hey,
0: cocaine guy. Have you seen Richard Pryor lately? He looks like shit. Yeah. From all the Coke. Well, crack
1: now. Knock it off. He was a national treasure. <laughs> he's all fucked up. Well, a few months later, while Louis Galan is campaigning, he prepares He's preparing to deliver a speech, and all of a sudden, a bunch of gunfire all of a sudden just starts happening. Like, there's a rally going on. There's people who are there. They're like, yay, we like you. And then all of a sudden, the guy gets gunned down. Sure, yeah. And it's because of Pablo. So, like, nobody's safe. If you say anything about Pablo, he comes after you. Like, Pablo knew he was coming after him. Are we safe right now? Oh, yeah, Pablo's dead. Fuck that guy. He doesn't have, like, family who are mad. We're doing a one people time. He has to be dead.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't have, like, brothers.
1: I mean, I could lock yeah. the bunker doors. But... Yeah, a lot of them went to prison and shit. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're I fine. I think,
1: think a couple of them are out, but they're like pathetically coked out of their mind and stupid. So I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You do enough coke. Honestly, sure your you're brain not scared. Melts. That's how That's how coked out they are. I'm actually not scared of anything. I don't yeah. give a fuck. So a few months later. No shit. Uh, Yeah. So, sorry. I was going to say, uh, Louis Galon, yeah, he's dead. Um, There is, and a few other people get wounded, of course. Um, There is like a backup for them, right? You know, when you have a runner and then you have someone that runs with you. And so if that person dies, they usually take over. So Galan dies and his second guy in command takes over. And he's also still preaching the same shit that his first guy just
2: stop. (laughs) Have you guys not
1: learned? So he's like, we got to get rid of Pablo. Look what he's done.
0: Look, you do need to get rid of Pablo. You need to stop talking
1: about it. Yeah. Hire somebody else. I'll I'll stop. And to show Pablo's, like, how much power he has, and this is what he's doing. He's trying to show his power. He kills three of the other five candidates. Just gets rid of them. He's like, yeah, you guys can't have a president. Like, I wanted to be president. I'm president. And you didn't want me to, so fuck you, fuck Colombia. Yeah, so... That is <laughs> fucking amazing. Louis Paul, uh, Louise uh, Gallon, I mean, was leading the polls before Pablo had him killed. Like, he had, like, 60% of the votes. Like, wow. he was sitting pretty comfortable amongst the other, you know, five or whatever that were running. So, after Gallon's killed, the second guy steps up. His name is Cesar Gabirda. Keep
0: your head down, Cesar.
1: And he, too, and he, he's campaigning the same shit promising that he needs to get rid of pablo yeah (laughs) caesar is scheduled to get on a flight a plane that's going from bogota 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 thank you to california and uh (laughs) pablo convinces one of his men he's like hey look we need to find out more information about this guy take this briefcase which has a listening device in it get on the plane i'll give me as much info as possible yeah the briefcase is not a listening device it is a bomb and he does not even tell his own guy about it. Who gives a shit? Yeah, he's, yes. just, he's just a delivery boy. Pretty much. And so he wants him to get on the plane with this other guy, this other politician, <sighs> and he's going to blow up the entire plane. Now, Caesar isn't on the plane. He, for whatever reason, something happened where it changed. Oh, and they didn't know that? No. It yeah. changed, I guess, kind of last minute thing. And so he doesn't end up getting on the plane. Pablo's guy, who has a supposed listening device and a briefcase, gets on the plane And the plane blows up just outside of uh, Medellin. So it kills everybody on the airplane. No survivors. All 110 passengers are dead. Including Pablo's own man, who did not know about the bomb. So where's Caesar? He, He ended up going to, I think, like a meeting or something. So, I mean, he obviously finds out about this, and he knows that Pablo's coming after him. But on top of this, it's even more important is that the U.S. is now like, oh, that's an international flight to California and had Americans on that flight. Oh, yeah. We are now coming after you, Pablo. You're now becoming a target. That's what it takes. Don't kill white people. So even up to this point of all the crazy shit that Pablo was doing, if he would have just toned it back a little bit, this guy could have been a billionaire for his whole life, had his Fat, own army, comfortable, and stayed until he died, right? Nothing. But, that's a good point, yeah. He could sit on an island with his army, with a navy. Yeah. Just hang out. I should probably mention, because I thought it was funny and I didn't bring it up before. The guy's got submarines to help transfer some of his <laughs> cocaine. He's got two submarines. So besides all his fleet oh, of planes. This is smart. That's yeah. just a smart thing to do. It goes down under, comes up, pops up, gives them a the coke. What down. are they going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Shoot big. down my submarines? He also has a jetliner, which is mostly just to like ship the amount of money this guy has. It's weird. I saw a picture of it. So... He's got this giant table. Like, think of, like, a boardroom table, like those huge long ones. Yeah. And it seats, like, 50 people or whatever. So it's a huge table, and there's so much money on it, you can't see the table. Like, it's stacked up on top of itself, so high, and it just goes on down this thing. And this is not... Obviously, the guy's a billionaire. He has way more than this. But this was just, like, on one plane just ride. Just to display. It's insane how much money it looked. Like, it doesn't look... It's weirder. You know how movies are like, show you a briefcase, look at this, it's a million dollars. You're like, that's a lot of money. Look at all those stacks. This is insane, like how much he had on... It's like that pile of money that the Joker lit on fire. Yeah, dude. In in Batman Forever. So he actually kept his money in a warehouse. (laughs) And it was so much money, and it's speculated that 10% of it was spoiled because he just had it stacked on itself. The rats would come in. Spoil? Oh, like... The the bills got <laughs> fucked up. They got ruined. <laughs> and not he doesn't he give cares. a fuck. No. no. Fuck. Yeah. Rats ate it and shit on it and peed on it. and it Well, I was gonna say he could probably only ever get off on a pile of
0: money, but not if it's full of rats.
1: Yeah. No. So I mean, Pablo makes a huge mistake by doing this because yeah, the U.S. has now got a, a pretty good excuse to be like, "Cool, let's go take him out. Let's get this done with." I get it. Yeah. yeah. You
0: choose to do cocaine. You don't choose to get blown up on an airplane.
1: Yeah. There you go. Uh, so yeah, the U.S. president at this time is now George Bush Senior. So that's where we're at. It's All it, right. He's elected in back in 1988. We're kind of now talk about mm, a little bit later, starting against the 90s.
0: Yeah, nice Bush. Yeah. <sighs> nice Bush. He text. goes.
1: Uh, Bush Senior goes on television to say that the U.S. is going to go after Pablo and other drug lords, and if they are caught, they're going to give them the death penalty. So he's trying to make it like a statement to everybody, like we're we're on this now. Yeah, we're co- we're coming into the 90s now, guys. Just about. Yeah, we're actually we're... in the end of uh, 1989. It's the MTV
0: generation. We don't do cocaine anymore. SNL is boring now.
1: Yeah. Rock music is a little bit more interesting. It's weird to think about uh, Chris Farley might have been doing cocaine that possibly came from Pablo's establishment. Probably. I mean, it's 80% chance. Yeah, there's 80. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so. that's sad. I'm sad now. Yeah. I'm sad now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's actually kind of weird to think about... Uh, I wasn't going to bring this up, but it did pop in my head as I was going through this. And I was like, if you bought cocaine... I, I, I'm not trying to directly uh, accuse anybody, but if you bought cocaine in the 80s yeah. and 90s or whatever... Yeah, you were help funding a guy who was murdering the shit out of thousands of people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean... You are correct.
1: Yeah. Indirectly, obviously, I I'm mean, sure you weren't going like, this is exactly what I wanted to have. i perfect. People if, are dying, and I get to do coke.
0: But if you buy weed now, there's a percentage that you're supporting cartels. Yeah. I mean, like I would say today, it's a higher likelihood that it's a, a local grower who's just a dude. Right. Or or maybe medicinal that was then sold secondhand. But, but a couple decades ago. Yeah, back when I was smoking weed, that was definitely
1: coming from Mexico. Yeah. And, it's weird to think about, huh? It is weird. Not that did I fund? Most people don't think about that way. I don't think. Oh, and I have to make a correction here. It wasn't Reagan who made that order change where he can go hunt down people and kill them <laughs> rather than arrest them. It was Bush. I I fucked up my uh, Texas style my time frame. Yeah. So it was actually Bush who did that. So the U.S. has what's called the Delta Force, which, if you don't know, it's like army. It's like the army's top secret. Counterterrorism unit. They're specialized. They're super big deal. That's who the U.S. is going to go send down to help Colombia. So they're working with Colombia. They're like, hey, we'll come do the thing, help you guys out, get rid of Pablo. He's fucking shit up over here, too. So let's we're, do this. We're
0: not stoked about any of this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: They are considered to be the best in the world, the Delta Forces, as far as military tactics. Gonna get them. Yeah. America. Fuck yeah. Here to save the motherfucking day. So, yeah, along with the Delta Force, the CIA, CIA gets more involved in this operation. The Colombian government asks for the U.S. to, like, they basically welcome him. Go get Pablo. We'll work with you. Let's do this. Yeah, we're sticking him. And the U.S. dispatches a... This is kind of cool. Uh, it gets way fun. Um, the U.S. dispatches a secret surveillance unit called, codename Centrispike. Sure. And this is a bunch of men who specialize in top secret equipment for spying. So essentially what they do is they load up a bunch of guys into a small airplane, which is disguised to look like nothing military-based. Yeah. And they fly it up in the air. And these guys have all this equipment that especially at the time was state-of-the-art that pretty much nobody else really had. Mm. And they listen on to conversations over radios, over telephones. And they're able to triangulate where they're coming from. And the whole point of this is they find where Pablo's at. Illegal spying. Spying. Well, it would be illegal, except for the Colombian government is like, yeah, do it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, they're working with the government. It's cool because they'll find where Pablo's at. They'll be able to locate him. He is fortified, so they're trying to figure out as much information as, can, as they can before they go in. So they find out, like, who are the top ten people that Pablo talks to. Okay. And so they map out where all those people are at, where they're off and going. And then they're like, okay, hey, who's the top ten people that those ten people talk to? So they get, like, a really quick, sophisticated Idea mm. of Fuckin here's CIA. the layout, yeah, organized, organized and efficient. So mm. they start to find out who the top guys are and how it trickles down slowly to other people. Yeah, and they're getting a good idea of, of that. Uh, along with the U.S., Columbia creates this specialized unit, which they call the Search Block. Mm. Search Block is it's organized to focus for. Going after like specific people. That's what their thing is. They're kind of like, kind of like the CIA, bit. They're but they're more on the ground and military style. So so they're not CIA. Not CIA, but they they spy. They try to do okay things secretively, and then when they're ready to go in, then they blast down doors and raid places. Yeah. So yeah, they're still mil- more military esque, but they're trying to be yeah. Secretive. So they're like a like a CIA arm. But being part of the search block was dangerous because Pablo knows about this. He finds out he's got men everywhere. And they're telling him all sorts of information and he finds out the search block. Yeah, this is an 80s movie. Uh, Because his men have
0: walkie-talkies and like, Caesar, do you you see the Americans?
1: No sign here, over. The search block is aware, the Pablo's aware of the search block. Because everyone's spying on everyone kind of thing. Yeah. And it's dangerous to be part of the search block. Like, Nobody really wants to do it because Pablo will kill you and the your fuck. family.
0: Yeah, fuck yeah.
1: And Pablo does just that. He promises within the first month that he will kill 60 members of the search block. That he'll find out who they are, hunt them down. <laughs> it's funny. I got a number. <laughs> yeah, right? I'll, I'll kill. I think he's trying to just scare them. I don't know. Because he, he does. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure he kills 60 people within like the first couple of weeks of his statement. So He's not. Yeah. We've talked about a lot of bullshitters and babies. Pablo's no shit. Yeah, this guy just will pay someone, here's a million dollars, go fucking whack as many as you can. Probably the
0: scariest people's time so far.
1: Yeah, dude. He's the least shit, like, no no shit. He's, it's weird how protected he is and how rich he is. It's weird how much money that he can just throw it's, around at anybody. Yeah, it's a Bond villain. Yeah. So Pablo uses also more bombs to kill Search Block. Um, he uses, obviously, Hitman to go after them. He uses any kind of tactics he can, and he's kind of winning the fight. Like, search block, really able to get too close to Pablo ever um, during this time frame, and he's murdering them. It gets to the point where the government almost, the Colombian government almost dismisses this. Because they're like, we, we're not doing anything. This isn't working. They killed 60 <laughs> Yeah. You guys are fucking up. There's like 700 of you and they've killed 60 of you. So it's only a matter of time. In like a couple months, you guys aren't going to exist. And he's killing their family members. So they're like, fuck. They killed 10% of you. Like, what is, what is your fucking point? So what happens is the guy who was heading the search block, who was put in charge of it, he doesn't want to give up. He's like, no, no, no. Just give me more men. Backfill me we're going to get Pablo. Like, I'm sick of this. We're not going to just let him win. So that's, Fuck no,
0: that's not the American way. The American way has burned down Colombia, <laughs> Right. If <laughs> we can't get our just way, drop
1: a fucking bomb. I don't know. We got a bunch of them. That's how they work. Yeah. So uh Centra spike the whole time and search blocks start getting some, some of the bigger drug, uh, drug traffickers that are a little bit, a little bit closer to Pablo. They start finding them or sometimes they're rivals of Pablo. Even, They're just trying to get everybody, of course, that's causing issues. And they would capture them. And sometimes they would kill them in gunfights because they obviously had armed men, these drug traffickers. So they get into battles. But Pablo does start losing some of his more vital assets as they start finding other people, picking them off, arresting them. Well, they have that list of his associates. Oh, yeah. So it's just a game of like, I pick him, he picks me, blah, 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 blah. That's essentially what it is. So with that's sad. Central spike, they're human lives. (laughs) yeah right <laughs> That's essentially what it comes down to I like, think in all war right so funny so Central Spike yeah he, they're pinpointing people like this guy's over here go get him so they'd go nab him in the night and they'd drag him away this guy's over here they'd go to nab him and they'd get into a gunfight and they'd kill him it's like cool so they're slowly starting to pick off people around Pablo yeah and, and it just pisses off Pablo um, but they can't ever quite reach Pablo directly still
0: no he's so, in a palace
1: yeah but they start aiming at higher end guys key assets of Pablo Oh, pre bosses, pretty much, yeah, yeah. It's like the first boss of of ten. He's the you know, he's the big or fat five. guy. Five, <laughs> yeah, at the end. They they even get like Pablo's cousin. Like he, they they find him and they capture and kill him, or they kill him. I guess they don't capture. They him. kill who? His cousin? Yeah, Pablo, one of Pablo's cousins. And this is a big deal to Pablo. Like I was saying before, okay. Pablo's a family guy. He does not want his family being touched. So, yeah. Pablo and his men who remain, by the way, unaware of sentry spike, they don't realize that they're being listened to like on all of their conversations. They don't seem that well organized. (laughs) And Pablo, I mean, the way that people are dying and getting picked off, he thinks there's an informant within his circle. And so he starts torturing and killing his own men that he thinks might be like ratting him out or or telling plans to the So it's kind of funny that they don't, he doesn't realize that, He's just getting spied on. He, like, he's turning on his own just men like, like a regular idiot. Yeah. yeah. You've
0: seen uh, The Departed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking great movie, yeah, right? I love that movie. But when Jack Nicholson goes nuts and starts torturing his own men, because he, he knows there's a rat. Right. He can't decide who it is, and he just goes blind
1: with rage. Yeah. That's where Pablo's at. It's, yeah.
0: It's, that that sucks.
1: Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, so he's picking off his own men. He's helping them. <laughs> Jesus, Pablo. Yeah, and he's torturing them, all sorts of shit. Uh, Search block also would sometimes go to some extremes that were questionable, because they're still supposed to be... Nothing else has been questionable. they're, They're not supposed to just go kill people, right? They're supposed to go try to take them and arrest them and try them and... They only kill them once. It's like, oh, we got into a battle because when we tried to arrest them, they started shooting at us, so we shot back.
0: I don't trust what any of those fuckers say.
1: So rather than trying to arrest some of Pablo's men or wait to get into a shootout, they would be like, it's too dangerous. Pablo's winning a lot of these fights if we get into them, Pablo's men. So rather than waiting for it to turn into a shootout while we try to arrest them, let's just kill them more sneakily <laughs> so they kind of go outside of the law even for columbia and they do find some of pablo's men and they would kill them sh- yeah kill you so Shh. yeah there is no law yeah i mean they they saw pablo as a man who's responsible for killing thousands of people i mean for having people in his pockets you can't trust the person next to you who you're working with yeah. it's the point where they're like hey that's one of pablo's men bam Cool. how do you think f- with that anymore how do you fight such a
0: high level of immorality with morality yeah it's
1: it's a it's tough th- game yeah it's a losing game you have to get a little dirty I guess and it does it gets dirty and dirty as we go I love dirty so Pablo starts to get desperate as a bunch of his close men are getting taken out is uh, he starts to resort to doing all sorts of crazy stuff one of the things he does is he starts kidnapping high- ranked Colombia officials so he'll kidnap a bunch of people. And then he tries to leverage them by going like, quit trying to come after me or else I'm going to start killing my hostages. These are people that are in your government. So he hires people who will go travel, find some government official. They'll surround the car. Mm. They'll shoot that person's driver or whatever. They'll pull that guy out and they're like, you're now a hostage. They'll take him. Sometimes Pablo's nice to them. They're fine. Sometimes he tortures them. Sometimes he just kills them. Yeah. Depends on, I guess, probably how valuable they are to... Trade, I, I guess. I have indigestion
0: this morning. I I don't feel like fucking with you guys. So kill kill him first. Yeah. Okay.
1: Cut his hands off. Yeah. What do you got to tell me? So that's what he's doing. He's kidnapping people and then ransoming ransoming them for not really money. I guess he's he's just trying to be like back off. Yeah. Quick, he's quick just coming be after me. Intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. They quickly find a lot of high end officials too, and so it it's kind of working his tactics. <laughs> it does work. Yeah. Uh, To the point where... It's like Genghis Khan, where it's like, you know what works really well? Rape. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, and Pablo is, like, taking videos of these people, and they're, like, scared and crying, and then he sends it to, you know, other officials or their families and, like, tell the government to back off or else your family member dies. That's not nice. Yeah. Pablo. Yeah. That's That's not
0: a nice thing to do.
1: I mean the search block try to go in and, and find these people that have been kidnapped and rescue them. Sometimes it's successful, sometimes it leads in a shootout where yeah. the hostage even dies and a lot of people die. So it's it's chaos. The Colombian president, which by the way, is is Caesar Gavira, who was the guy we were talking about earlier, who was the runner up, and mm-hmm. the second, I guess, in command and yeah, he actually won the election. He can't die. Yeah, he didn't get killed. And at this time, um, was warned not to negotiate or at least not to give in to any Pablo's demands. However, he's feeling desperate. Even though they're kind of starting to pick away the people at Pablo, they're not quite reaching him, and Pablo is doing all these crazy things. He's murdering tons of people. He's kidnapping people. And I guess the president decides that he has to at least do something. So he decides to make an agreement with Pablo. Oh, that's dangerous. (laughs) Yep. So the deal with Pablo was that Pablo would stop the violence and the war against Colombia, but in return... Pablo would be able to build his own prison on top of a on top of a mountain outside of uh, Medellin, and that's where he would stay for five years. Which is funny; he's only given himself five years. But part of the deal, which Pablo was really adamant about, was that he couldn't be extradited. So he doesn't want he doesn't want to go to the U.S. jail. He doesn't want them to send him to the U.S. He so, wants
0: to build a prison and put himself in it.
1: Yeah. and he'll stop his war and oh yeah for sure so for sure i'm gonna tell you how ridiculous this gets in 1991 the day that Uh, the order was signed that they so on top of him not being extradited they said he said that he wanted them to make a law they made it so they couldn't ever extradite people going forward well that's which is funny that he wants to rely on laws because like that breaks every law in the world and so in 1991 they do sign this they agree to all pablo's terms so that way he'll stop his rampages going on. Huh. And Pablo turns himself in, which is funny because he kind of gives an interview before he goes into his prison where he's like, out of my good graces, I've decided to stop the war. He really knew that they were starting to kind of close in on him. No, you're so, all very lucky, and I'm a gracious person. Yeah, exactly. This this prison that he builds is not a prison. It, it doesn't even have bars. He's not even. He's got some armed guards around him. Oh, God. But it's like, it is like a mansion. It's a hotel. It has jacuzzis and waterfalls and party rooms. And he he built himself another mansion. And he says, I'm going to stay there for five years. But he also leaves all the time. So he just... Oh, okay. He goes shopping to the mall. He goes to, like, football, soccer, games. Um, he's so got... he just gave himself a semi-permanent address on an island. Yeah, well, essentially what happened is he... <laughs> because he continues doing drug like the drug trafficking. He essentially stopped fighting them because they were getting too close and then they put armed guards around him to make him not do illegal shit, but he still does tons of illegal shit cuz he buys them off. He buys off all his guards.
0: Well, that's the that's the problem that Caesar didn't he didn't he didn't seize Pablo's money. Yeah. You have to. You have to you have yeah. to freeze those bank accounts. That's what we all know that now, right? Well, now, probably. But he's bought off all the accounting, all the bankers, all the accountants. (sighs) This is a great example that being rich means you can do whatever the fuck you want to do.
1: Seriously, man. Which also proves the Illuminati's real. And so his his prison is full of all kinds of toys, has bars, he invites (laughs) friends over, he invites... (laughs) He he invites friends over. Yeah, he has parties. Hey,
0: guess what, soda? I got all the soda I want. Yeah. Yeah, they don't stop me.
1: You bring in uh, prostitutes, all sorts of shit. Put the
0: prostitutes on the trampoline. (laughs) <laughs> this would <will> be great. <laughs> I'm gonna get the soda machine going. Yeah, I love Friday. You guys want to go on an airplane like ride? I've got my airplane out here. You guys want to go to Florida? We have to change our names and wear fake mustaches. <laughs> he actually
1: had a real mustache, so he just puts one over his. Yeah, real one like a bushy, a bushier one. Yeah, like everybody call me Tomas. Yeah. Even though they have Pablo incarcerated in his own built prison. Uh, not a lot has changed with Pablo. Um, the, also, the government feels like this was a defeat. Like, they didn't win. They, yeah. Pablo is basically still free to do what he wants. He's not being uh, charged with any of I his mean, crimes, if, really. If he isn't killing anybody. That's what they were trying. That was what the president was trying to do. He's like, okay. I've got to find a way to stop this. Yeah. They should have, once he went to prison, they should have just gone up there and fucking grabbed him. Whatever. They should have just burned it down. Yeah. It's funny because uh, only a few months, maybe it was like a little less than a year before Pablo, while Pablo's in his own prison, a bomb goes off and it's meant for the head of the search block who's trying to come after him. It was his car. They had to get a bomb squad to come in and take a look. So like, this is suspicious. And they blow it up uh, safely. (laughs) And it's from Pablo. And Pablo was like, oops. Like, that, that was probably somebody else. I don't know. Happy birthday. Yeah, that, was, uh, that wasn't me. that was me. That's probably some of my men that are still mad. Sorry about that. Whatever. I wouldn't have any idea about what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm... So, in 1992, Pablo hasn't spent, still hasn't spent much time into his prison. <laughs> and he wants to retake over his cartel because some of the men outside of his prison have been taking a little bit too much of the profits and have been kind of running things differently than he was
0: it's gonna happen buddy
1: so he calls up a couple of these guys to come he's like come to my prison come have a party with me and they're like oh cool (laughs) and they get there and pablo has by the way he has his own men besides being guarded by the colombian government and i say guarded very loosely because they're paid off by pablo they just hang out he also has his own guards that are like not the government you know officials they all just fuck the same prostitutes yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and Pablo has his men shoot these guys like when they come up that were fucking taking his money.
0: Hey guys, come, come on in. in. And
1: blap, it might have been, been, been Pablo himself, like shooting them in the head, just like, "Oh, you're stealing from Pablo!" Bam, bam. And he's like, "I'm taking back control of this because you that. guys are yeah trying to take over my empire." And this doesn't go very well because the uh, Colombian government. I mean. They were already pissed off. He's free to do whatever he wants. They find out he's killing people in his own prison, and everyone's paid off. Prison, yeah. But this also is kind of a good thing, because they're like, perfect, he's breaking laws again. Fuck it, we're going after him. Yeah. And they're like, let's go up to the prison. We're going to go turn him into a different prison, an actual prison, and we're going to stop this. Uh the military's a little bit scared to go up there. The the Colombian military Well he has a military. Exactly. That's why they're scared, It's because like, uh, we don't know who's up there. We have guards up there that don't seem to be our guards anymore, and oh, we don't man. know if he's called in more people to help. So they're a little bit scared. Call America. Yeah, right. We're world police. And they know he's running his drug operation again. They know everything, but they're scared to go up there, so I don't blame him. Pablo learns that they're wanting to go up there and get him because he's got inside people yeah uh, of course so he tells them he's like no i'm not going to another prison i'm st- like i'm staying up here it's i'm fine. in prison yeah <laughs> morning <laughs> in prison what do you What's mean in prison <laughs> jesus and so he tells them that he's not gonna go <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, pablo. so the deputy of uh, justice minister edward mendoza tells pablo that look i just want to come up i just want to talk to you we're just gonna chit chat no sure. big deal so he goes up with a couple of his men and talks to Pablo, and it's friendly at first. It's like, tea time. Yeah. He tells Pablo, he's like, look, man, we're just going to transfer you to another prison. It's not a big deal. And Pablo freaks out. He's like, no, I'm not going to not gonna do that. And he kidnaps that guy. Like He basically jumps on him and takes him along with his men that are up there with Pablo. Yeah. And they threaten to kill him and tell everybody to back off. And I'm pa- crazy, man. I'm yeah. crazy. You better back off. Yeah military decides, like, I think this is about the good time we need to get in there. So they start rushing up there to go get him. Um, Pablo's men start firing on them, and Pablo escapes just fine. There is an account that people think, or at least some people think, that Pablo just paid off so many people that he probably just walked out without even having to run or anything. So, yeah, government uh, of Colombia is like, yeah, this works. Let's hunt him down and kill him. We're not going to even try to arrest him now. This gives us permission. He's to an just...
0: escaped prisoner now, now I guess.
1: Let's go get Pablo. Legally, and let's bring the U.S. And last time, you know, we told the U.S. to come help. This time, we're going to let them know. There's no restrictions. Do whatever you feel like. Kill this guy. So, the U.S. is we're like... bored of this. Yeah. The U.S. is like, oh, your guy escaped from his self-built prison. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. Um, we're going to come help because uh, you guys clearly don't know what the fuck you're doing.
0: You don't need to point out that it's embarrassing. Just help us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no. We have to. We are America, so... Okay. So, with the help of Sentry Spike, again, and the Delta Force, they are able to uh, pinpoint where Pablo is within days of Ooh. his escape. They get really quick intel, and they're like, ah, we know where he's at, here's where he's at. However, whenever they try to actually send in the search block, who's going to go in and actually do the raid and go find him, he's always vanishes, like... He doesn't <clears throat> stay in one place for more than 12 hours. He's a smart guy. And sometimes only a couple of hours. So he's just hopping from hideout it's like to hideout. A, oh, shit.
0: That's an old episode of ours. Hmm. Anwar. How Oh,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: When he was running from the from Obama, he kept doing that. That's right, he yeah. Moved from safe Animar. house to safe house within eight hours. Yep. Sometimes these guys are smarter than they look. Uh, but probably
1: scared as shit. They probably don't know how quickly the, they could be found. And they're just True. like, better just leave in an hour. Pablo was. Way fucking smarter than Anwar, though. Yeah. Anwar yeah. is a
0: huge dipshit. Pablo's
1: actually a smart fucking guy. Yeah. He just went... His he's ego just, just, just went crazy as shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's just crazy. So Pablo wouldn't stay in a place for very long. Um, sometimes only hours, like I was saying. He wouldn't stay more than 12 hours, 24 hours for sure. And the search block gets um, brought back into the game with doing more raids into places that are Pablo's men. Mm. Other other key points of Pablo. People he's paid off. Yeah. Yeah. And the person who's heading the search block this time is the same guy who was heading it last time, who is the same guy that Pablo tried to take out with a bomb, but they found it. Oh. So that guy's like, I'm going to fucking get you, Pablo, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, you think this is
0: fun, don't you,
1: Bobby? But luckily, this time around, the search block is, for whatever reason, it's more organized this time. Um, I mean, they learned. I think so. I think they also met up with a lot of the, like, I think, the Delta Force um, Also help train them a lot more this time around. We're like, you guys need to shape up your shit. You're kind of clumsy and shit. So Pablo knows that they are uh, obviously hunting him down. And he tries to call the Colombian officials, uh, anybody. And he's like, let's reinstate the old deal. Hey, I'll go back to my prison. No, look, I'll go back up to my prison. You guys are so right. I'll finish my five years. (laughs) Fuck me. Because he does not want to get hunted down.
0: Oh, this is so... You know, this is a great prank. This is a great prank <laughs> you guys are pulling.
1: I'm going to hop back. I'm going to hop
0: back into the prison. And then we're, we're good, right? It was right? a good
1: deal, right? We're good. And we're luckily, good, right? this we're time good, around, right? the the Colombian government's like, nah, nope. No, we're going to kill you. No, like, I'm not going to just arrest you. I'm going to fucking kill you, Pablo. So, I'm sorry. Well, uh, but I'm Pablo, though. I'm Pablo. I'm Pablo. No, uh-huh, we're going to kill you. I'm Pablo. So, Colombia and the U.S., put together a sophisticated outline of everyone attached to Pablo, and they're trying to make it as broad as possible. Anybody that's associated with Pablo, they need to systematically start removing yeah. like any kind of termite or roach. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but yeah, like we were saying before, Pablo has a whole infrastructure of people besides hired gunmen. He's, he's got lawyers, bankers, etc. He's got all these people. They're going after all of them. If you're an accountant, even if you're not a bad guy, but you worked with Pablo, they're like, yep, you're no longer going to work with Pablo anymore. Like, we'll either arrest you or we'll at least keep you from working with him. Whatever. Dunzo, guys. And Pablo starts becoming desperate as he's seeing this happens. He's ordering hitmen to take out any police officer, even ones that aren't related to them coming after him. That's not necessary. And he puts high prices on their heads to his hitmen. he's like, you kill any policeman, you get a shit ton of money. So now there's like funerals every day for police officers because they're just getting whacked like constantly, just randomly. And that's Pablo's just trying to cause chaos and be like, "Don't come after me! I'll kill everybody! I don't give a fuck." And so that's kind of what you're gonna
0: run out of associates, Pablo. You need a Plan B.
1: You don't. You don't have tunnels. You don't have a. You don't have a Venezuela plan. Pablo also uh, still has. A lot of inside guys to inform him of the search block. So he always seems to be one step ahead. Even inside the search block, he'd sure. people. Like he'd have his men go meet some of the men in the search block and be like, you want to make a lot of money? Like a fucking shit ton of money? Dude, like a crazy amount." So the search block is infiltrated. There, Not everyone in there can be trust. And the search block even knows that they're infiltrated, but they don't know who and they don't know how to stop it. So they're just like... Yeah. We just are going to have that happen. Like that's just the scenario and we'll keep trying to hunt him down. So Pablo is able to kind of keep always a little bit ahead, which I don't know why they didn't try to weed out. I would have been given information to, you know, 10 different guys at a time being like, exactly. Which let's fucking figure this out. See the guy. Yeah. So see who moves. Yeah. Even the guys at the top. Yeah. They know that their own search block has been getting bribes and now working for Pablo in 1993. More bombs started to go off in public areas now instead, like purposely directed to the public. This is what Pablo's doing. He's getting desperate. He's like, fuck off. So he does huge <sighs> bombs in shopping malls. He does huge bombs in schools. Like he's going after children. He doesn't care. No, he's, he's like, look, if you come after me, this is what happens. Well, th-
0: this type of tactic worked before, sowing chaos, but it made more sense when he was an established thing. Now he's just like a rat. Yeah. Well, everybody knows he's doing up.
1: it, everybody's like, oh, Pablo's an asshole. Which is funny that you bring this up because wrong tactic. This creates a vigilante group called Los Pepes. Yeah, Los Pepes hates Pablo.
0: Like a bunch of rapey skunks.
1: No, they're like, uh, <laughs> Los Pepes. They're 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 civilians. They're not part of the government. They but they're sick of their kids being blown up. Exactly. They're like Pablo. Those killing people, innocent people. They killed my brother or whatever. They yeah. join Los Pepes. Los Pepes gets trained up nice. military wise. Matter of fact, this causes all sorts of crazy problems, but kind of not. Los Pepes is efficient because they work the same way Pablo does. They go after Pablo's family. No rule Oh. Yeah. No fucking rules. So they blow up like an apartment that his mother was at. Um they go after I his cousins. I they actually g- don't like that. Yeah. But I get it. Yeah. Well, they're, and they leave signs on the dead people that they find being like, how do you like this, Pablo? How do you like the exchange for, you know, blowing up that school or whatever? If Pablo blew
0: up my dog, yeah. I'd kill his whole family. Yeah. I I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: So they, I'm on the page now. And it's it's actually working. They're systematically killing a lot of pa- Pablo's men, his family members, more extended family members. Hey, but, buddy. But it's working. As a matter of fact, it's working better than what search block is working. It's working better. It's working better than the Delta Force. tip for tip. Yeah, and this causes a lot of issues because there's rumors that SearchBlock is passing information to Los Pepes, and it's not great because the U.S. government's like, hey, this isn't how we do things, and yeah. we can't be seen working with you if this is what you're doing. Okay. So if you're giving information to... Vigilante groups that are blowing up and killing possibly innocent people are just killing people without resting. And there's we're um, out, yeah. We will pull out, can't do that. So they do almost everybody thinks links. that Search Block was in on it and knew about it, but they were telling the US, nah. I, and I would say, so, yes, the head of the Search Block guy tells the US, like, hey, we just made a huge announcement telling everybody in Search Block that if they were, they can't, we did not know about it. And all of a sudden, Los Pepes slows way down for a moment there. They're like, Suddenly,
0: they don't have funding.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so it it seems very apparent that that's exactly what's happening. However, Los Pepes does come back up after a little bit of time of being slow, and they just seem like they probably don't have well, as much information the CIA now. CIA
0: just has to launder the money to get it to them, so it probably took a couple months.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that happens. So there you go. It kind of gets worse because at one point... There's rumors that the Delta Force have been talking to Los Pepes and training them how to do certain things because they start doing stuff supposedly kind of the way that Delta Force would do stuff. Delta Force denies this and like they're just crazy. They're just killing everybody. That's not our tactics. They're just going in and blowing up shit or killing people. What's how how's that different, Delta? Delta's saying that they go in and like tactfully kill people. It seems cleaner.
0: It's totally different, bro. Yeah, totally different, bro. Because I have a huge boner the whole time.
1: But I love this because at this time maps. you've got Pablo versus the US military, search block, and then fucking crazy Los Pepes who don't give a shit. There's a lot going on. And it's working to a degree. And it's all Pablo just
0: dancing. Just chop yeah. ah, chop just moving aside. Losing cousins.
1: Yeah. They also shit. they also find like actual facts and information that the search block was totally given a bunch of info to Los Pepes totally oh yeah no no. even the u.s embassy like knew about it no yeah later on we know this
0: it seems redundant and silly in 2020 to say
1: but yeah yeah if the government says we weren't involved in that they were 100% into it yeah come on um a lot of credit goes to los pepes because their tactics were working better than anybody else's and it was scaring the shit out of pablo and he was making him piss because It's his family they're going after. Like, the U.S. government wasn't going for his family. Sorry, buddy. Like, a lot of times they knew where his family was, and they were just like,
0: yeah. I mean, it's vigilante groups funded by the government. So now he knows it has the correct funding. It's the people who have the score to settle.
1: Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, so uh, Pablo... It's a hot take. uh, ...tries to send... uh, Because he's scared for his family. So Pablo tries to send his wife and kids, along with 14 armed men... To lead the country. He's like, they're coming after you guys.
0: That makes me sad,
1: actually. Yeah. So Los Pepes will yeah. kill you, and we don't want that. So get on a plane. The weird part is he wants them to go to the U.S. So he gets, like, visas for them and shit.
0: No. Go to Vietnam
1: or some shit. Right? But it's go funny. fuck out. Go to Australia. The U.S. learns that this is happening before they leave, and the, DA, the DEA actually mm. meet up and stop them, and they strip them of their visas. They're like, you can't leave to the U.S. Well. You can go other places, I suppose, but you can't go to the U.S. Give the fuck where you go. Yeah. The fuck out. And this was done purposefully, not just to, to keep them out of the U.S., but they're trying to put pressure on on Pablo, because they know Pablo is freaking out about his family possibly getting killed, and so they're like, "Huh? Eh, looks like your family has to stay here in this shitty country huh. with you. That you've caused a big giant war in. It, so. it,
0: it kind of feels like maybe you made this bed and now you just have to like sleep in it. I guess.
1: Yeah. That's kind of what it feels like to me. And Pablo gets pissed that this happens because he knows that they're trying to fuck with him. Yeah. So he uh, sets off a three hundred pound bomb in Bogota. Because <laughs> he's like he's like a child and we're like, you don't do what I say, then I'm gonna go blow something up. I'm gonna go fucking destroy like stuff. It. I'll destroy things. I don't like it. And it levels a city block, like completely. It's a big, big bomb. What the hell, dude? So the more they tighten the noose on Pablo, the more violent he gets. That's what they're learning. It's Bogota. Bogota, yeah. Sorry. Normally I
0: wouldn't, it's just... I'm glad you did. It's from a Rush song.
1: The Pepe's also um, react to this recent bomb, because remember, they don't like when he bombs innocent people. No, not cool. So finding one of Pablo's most trusted lawyers, they find the lawyer and his son, and they kill him. And they leave a sign saying, what do you think of this exchange for your bombs, Pablo? Sign Los Pepes. And they keep kind of doing this sort of shit. How cute. Yeah. We find that there are tons of informants on both sides, which we already kind of knew about, but it kind of runs pretty deep. Some of uh, the water's muddy. With SearchBlock still giving information to the Pepes, even though they said they weren't doing that anymore. And it even gets to the point where accusations um, continue to be made against Delta Force to the point where they actually had to pull out because the U.S. government's like, we can't have those kind of things being out there. Yeah, I, I we could do it behind closed doors, maybe, Shh. but not not if it's that people are starting rumors about it. So they actually pulled the Delta Force out. Uh, yeah, I love it when Delta Force pulls out. <laughs> yeah, but they still, the U.S. is still helping the self center spike sticky freedom all over the place. Yeah, and they're still listening in the air. That's the other thing is if they say they pulled out, they didn't pull out. They definitely blew their
0: load in you and said, no, I totally blew. I totally pulled out. Yeah. You're fine. I totally pulled out. Yeah. Um, it's kind of late. I got to get going.
1: <laughs> yeah. But even though Delta <laughs> <laughs> but the, the cool thing is that even though Delta Force is gone, Pablo's cartel is mostly destroyed at this point. Yeah. With the Los Pepes and, and everything and the raids going on. Slowly from... beating them down. They did a pretty good job. So, Century Spike pins down Pablo on a radio, and they send Search Block into a small house. He isn't there by the time they get there, but uh, they didn't know this at the time. He was just, like, outside the house up on a hill. He's trying to get better reception for his radio, but they find... <laughs> yeah, they didn't know he was fucking right there. Luckily, for Pablo's sake, anyways, he's able to like, escape there. But, because it's like, what what year are we in here? Ninety-three. So he's
0: in 40s, 50s. Yeah, he's in his 40s, yeah. So he's up there with his radio trying to get
1: the the football game. And he's S- trying to talk to his son. Smacking his radio like, Yeah, oh, God. And then all of a sudden he looks down and sees like things. this raid going on. Ah, oh, shit, gotta go. Oh, <laughs> fuck, they're right there. And he's just running down the hill. Ah. And he still doesn't realize that they're listening on him. He doesn't realize that the radios are, and the phone calls are how they're tracking him down. Even though they know he's they're hot on his trail, he just doesn't get it. Well, he's old now. He doesn't get technology. Yeah. But they, when they do come to this house, and they realize like he was here really recently, we already know that because we tracked him. But like yeah. they're looking at the scenario, and it's not looking very nice for him. This rich man who's been funding military, all this stuff, is living kind of shitty right now as he's on the run. Like he, they're finding the stuff that's around. It's all Uh-oh. ratty shit. He clearly was just there and didn't pick up some of his shit. So they're like, "Fuck, we are we are close," and he is scared as shit right now. That's so, actually
0: good good for
1: morale, yeah, for them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Pablo attempts to uh, get his family out of the country again by trying to send them to Germany. The Colombian government though finds out that he's trying to do this. They make some phone calls to the Germany co- uh, government, and they're like, "Hey, don't let them land. Don't let them in your country." And go, uh, Germany's like, "Okay." Whatever. We don't care. Yeah, so they actually get them on the plane, get over to Germany, Pablo's family. Send them
0: to fucking Zambia. I don't care what And they get
1: sent right back, because Germany's like, you're not welcome. Sorry. And so they send it back. Fucking Pablo's losing his mind. He's like, "Ah!
0: Just got them there. They're right there. (laughs) Do they not know who I am? Yeah. I have a Netflix
1: special. Pablo is furious, obviously He can't get his family out It's like the most important thing to him I love that It's more important than, than money itself uh, At least to some degree Because while they're in hiding with his family uh, At some point His daughter gets sick And he doesn't have any way of keeping her warm So he, I don't like that part He starts burning money to keep a fire going <laughs> And it's estimated or thought That he burnt like 2 million dollars Just uh, to keep a fire going Oh the oh god! That's the, how much money he did have at one point. So it's it's not really much to him, anyways. But his family is important. So, but the levels, yeah. There's so many levels to that. And, statement uh, that was earlier on. At this point, Pablo's not really around his family too much. Uh, Pablo starts calling everybody in Colombian government, threatening to rage an all-out war if he doesn't let if they don't let his family leave. He's trying to threaten them. Um, they're not really buying it. They're like, "We're close to you. We know we got I mean, you, motherfucker." Yeah. So we have spies over there and we can smell burning money to add more pressure to him when he's given all these threats, when his family got sent back. Yeah. Colombian government grabbed his family and put them in a hotel and guarded the hotel. And he sees this as like, Oh, they've been captured. Really? They're, they're saying that they're protecting the family from Los Pepes. Who knows if it's true, but to add pressure, what they tell Pablo is like, we're going to remove the guards Just let the dice roll, however, if someone tries to kill your family. That's That's okay. And they do. They remove the guards. Not nice. everybody else in the hotel leaves but Paula's family. And apparently the fear of... Does the little girl get jello, though? There's something nice. She's so scared that she's wandering around the hotel, apparently singing Christmas songs where she's changed the words, saying, the Los Pepes are going to kill my mother, my father, and me. So, so she just snapped. She's aware, and she's only eight years old. Yeah, but eight is enough to be aware that yeah you're being hunted you're yeah. just losing it. So from here, Pablo just starts making a lot of mistakes because he's desperate. She deserved jello. Yeah. So he's trying to keep his family safe. Um, he's frantically making a lot of phone calls. Doing so, he's staying in one place. So Centrist bike is able to lock on to where he's at. Mm-hmm. The search block surrounds a building that Pablo's at. They blow open the door, and they start rushing in. Pablo, along with uh, one of his men that's still with him, they run to a window. And on the second floor, the first one of Pablo's men, he jumps out of the window, and there's like a a building close by that's shorter. So he jumps onto the roof of the next building. Yeah. And he starts running across this roof, and he gets gunned down by the search block. Don't stop. But, oh. Yeah. Pablo does essentially the exact same thing. He's swearing and he has two pistols in his hand and he's yelling to them, Fuck you. You can leave me alone, go to hell, and he jumps out to the roof. Don't you
0: know who I am? Yeah.
1: Ah yeah. Blap, blap, blap. And they shoot him, and there's a there's some debate about what actually happened here. He died, that's for sure. On um, the rooftop. On the rooftop. And there's a picture you can see of like a bunch of guys smiling around his dead bodies. goo goo. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess where the debate goes is how much the U.S. was involved. Also, someone speculated that the way he was shot, they think that he was shot and was wounded, and then somebody just went up to him and shot him in the head to end it. What difference does that make? I don't think it makes any difference. Wow. Because that's what they were going to do either way. They told Pablo, we're going to kill you. Oh, you're not kidding. They are... They're happy.
0: Stoked. Oh, yeah. And there's one picture where a guy... He's, like, pulling on his shirt, and he's just like, oh, look at how funny oh. And he, Oh, man.
1: And a few other pictures did come out of it where it shows it U.S. guys also next to him. That's just why they're like, maybe Delta Force didn't pull out, or maybe. Oh, they're definitely involved. Let's yeah. not bullshit ourselves, guys. And nobody knows for sure because there's different accounts. Some people are like, yeah, it was the search block that killed them. And some people are like, man, it might have been the U.S. military. The U.S. say it was search block. They're like, we weren't a part of it. Oh, no, of course they're going to say that. But yeah. what year is this? Uh, in 1993. I was gonna say these are very clear
0: color pictures of a dead body. Yeah, Pablo is guys who are happy about it. Forty four years old. That is an American
1: dude. Yeah, the dude in the red polo and the glasses. Yeah, that's the. So he was kind of the head of the U.S. Delta Force. Hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He he's not from Colombia. Yeah.
1: No. You can actually see interviews of him. He's a U.S. guy for sure. He dicks. He talks about this whole story. I mean, whatever. They're all they all suck anyway. But yeah, Pablo's 44 years old when he dies. He dies a day after his birthday. Oh, which, no. I don't know. I guess that's kind of funny. Did he get any cake? <laughs> I'm sure everybody else did. Hey, here's the happy birthday to Pablo, that <laughs> fucker. But yeah, I mean, Pablo's uh, wife is still alive. She's recently written out a book which has some stupid apology about her husband and how awful he did stuff. I mean, but. But uh,
0: at least, you know,
1: they removed the guards and his family didn't
0: get killed. That's not so bad, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so here's some fun facts. Fun! Uh, At one point, it was estimated that 70 to 80 tons of cocaine was being shipped from Colombia to the United States every month. Did you say tons? Tons. (laughs) 80 tons. That's so bananas. 160,000 pounds. And
0: cocaine is very light. Yeah. That's so bananas. Yeah.
1: And he was supplying the U.S. with 80% of the cocaine that they were getting in total, like I said earlier. So really, we should be thanking him. Yeah. For the rock and roll that he helped. This is kind of weird. I couldn't pinpoint this exactly because it's supposed to be like a kind of a little known fact and it's on the hush hush. So there's not a lot of info. But during some time of Pablo's height in his drug career, he worked with Fidel Castro. I could see that. So he kind of helped fund Fidel's army and Fidel let him use his country to be stop points for when he had to travel his. Sure. Ship his coke. Yeah. Fidel's not a, he's not a clean guy. No, he wouldn't give a fuck. Pablo is said to be responsible for killing about 4,000 people. Um, obviously not all by his own hand. A lot of them were ordered from sure. Hitman. Yeah. That he did. Uh, estimated 200 judges were killed by Pablo. <laughs> yeah. 1,000 police workers and government workers were killed by Pablo. God. At the height of Pablo's operations, he brought in more than $70 million per day. Roughly $26 billion a year. He spent an estimate of $2,500 per month to purchase rubber bands to wrap his stacks of cash. 2500 a month to wrap the other money. He spent $2,500 on rubber bands to be able to wrap the money in. That's how much money he was making, is that he spent $2,500. I mean... The rubber bands are cheap. Like, you get yeah, a bag of, like, a thousand of those for, like, a buck. <sighs> That's how much money he was making. Uh, he's still today actually regarded by many Colombians as a hero because of the acts that he did when he helped the poor out. Yeah. And he built all those buildings. Sure. He got all those jobs created. So there's actually still a lot of people that still revere him as a hero or a Robin Hood like figure. Mm. Um, so much so that when he died, 25,000 people attended his funeral. But most people do see him as the ruthless killer that he was and the drug cartel he was. So it's a weird scenario.
0: It's tough to pass judgment.
1: Because Columbia sucks.
0: Yeah. For other reasons. And he exploited it in a way that benefited him. Yeah. And then he turned it to help Columbia a little bit, I guess.
1: Yeah. And that's the kind of weird part of it. Is he grew up poor. I think that also kind of helped give him, like, hey, I know how, it's, how it is. If I do all this, I'm going to get a lot of respect for it. Just handing yeah. money out and food and shelter and all this shit. Uh, to me, I mean, I would think, like, cool, he did all that cool stuff. But remember when he also just killed innocent people? So, it's yeah, a, fuck him. Yeah, because it has
0: to be a question of incentive. Like, if your incentive is, I want to help the community because I want to live in a nicer community. Or am I helping the community so they will support me so I can continue being a criminal? Yeah. Kind of depends. And that's sort of like in American politics where you have to kind of decide if your politician is, like, is he doing it because he wants a nicer neighborhood? Yeah. Or is he doing it because he wants you to just vote for him and then he's gonna murder you? Yeah. Later. Pretty much. It's kinda hard. Pablo lands on probably that the latter.
1: Yeah. He would definitely murder you. He yeah, if you if you would have said something bad about him, he would have killed you and your family. So Yeah. But yeah, that uh, Pablo, I mean, he was at the his time and his height, he was pretty much the biggest out there. There were a few others that are definitely big. There were some in the US that were considered to be as big as Pablo, but yeah, they were on the US Depp. side. So I mean, and he kind of really started it all. He he kind of changed the game. Everybody else was kind of small time comparatively. Yeah. So Pablo is like the cartel drug empire. So there you go, Pablo Ultimately, Escobar. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with all of this <laughs> billionaire. He got. Oh yeah, I didn't mention this Forbes. You know the magazine Forbes. Yeah. Yeah, he was rated one of the most richest people in the world for like 70 years straight because of how rich he was. Definitely, definitely. I mean, yeah, you said billions in the 70s? That was pretty rare, I bet. Yeah, I think he made it up to about $34 billion. It was the most he had at one time. But you got to remember he also was paying for everybody. Him. Yeah. And then he started burning it. Military. He had his own military. He bought So that guy, I don't even know how much he ended up with in the end.
0: The fucking loser. If he didn't spend all his money, but yeah. I assumed that Pablo Escobar's story was somewhere on this level. I didn't realize it was this high. Like, He's murdering the... government officials on a large scale, intimidating an entire country, making the CIA second-guess themselves? That, yeah. that, that doesn't happen often. Weird, right?
1: It's a lot of... A, lot a of, guy controlled a whole entire country, essentially. A lot of ins and outs here. Hey, thanks again for listening to one of our podcasts. Be sure to catch our next one that's coming out. Thank you.
0: People time. People time. Hey, click on the next one and subscribe, bitch. (laughs) And then they die, right?
2: Yeah.